Thursday night time machine. Yeah. Last week we were on the nose. Just so happened that I ended up on the right side of it, but we were fucking on the nose. I think it was 30 to 12. So we were 30, 13 and 28, 13 last week. I mean, people need to come to us on Thursday nights. That's right. It's gotten so competitive in here. It's just like a point or two can derail the whole thing. And that was a big win for me because I always find myself in a hole the first month of the season to you. Josh Dobbs is the only way to get back in it. Yeah. Okay, so. A new rule, if you pick a tie and the game ends in a tie, you get four gold stars and a couple of points. I think you should get three points for a tie. Okay. If you pick a tie, just take a shot. Are you taking a shot tonight at the tie? If I had to guess what you're picking, I think you're going to be on the Lions, and I think you're going 24-21. All right, you're pretty close. Yeah. The cowboy made us do this exercise. You texted me. Trying to guess your score. You I said mine. that you would guess Lions 24, Packers 20. Okay. And I went Packers 23, Lions 20. Uh, I have gone Lions 26, Packers 21. Okay, so it's just a pick them. It's a pick them. So That's don't, the way we like it. So don't come to us for Thursday hate, night this week. Yeah, I hate counting scores. Yeah. Now, I don't feel great about this. You know, if I had to choose a side, I feel a lot less secure than if I was just picking the total. I think the unders feels pretty good. The injuries for Green Bay up front, yep. that worries and me. Laporta, so, anytime touchdown. Oh, love it. Free money. We're on it. Yep. Let's get to the preview. It's Friday. Guess what? Steve, Steve. Hold on! Cowboy, take me away. Football previews, NFL Week 4. Chris and Making go through each game, each matchup, each storyline. The Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears game is going to be broken down last. You know what they say, save the best. Well, actually, really, should should have just saved it. Should have just saved it for the review. But the rest of them are pretty entertaining. And then we've got Stanford Steve. We go through the biggest college week five matchups. Steve's excited for game day. Macon will throw as many jabs at Durham, North Carolina as he can. Then we have a little fun on the back end. It's our wagon segment. We throw out a couple of things that are universally loved. And Macon and Chris have to wag on them. They have to go the opposite way. They have to say, oh, maybe this thing isn't that great. So nice little fun twist on it. And we play a little Fuck, Mary Kill. A little FMK to send you into the weekend. Welcome to the show. Uh, let's see, what do we have today? We have Stanford Steve. We're going to talk about his trip to Duke on game day. That's not a fucking typo. It is really, game day is going to Durham, North Carolina, to Duke football. Lee Corso has got to pick games in front of a bunch of fucking Duke fans. Unbelievable. What year is this? Congratulations, guys. I'm not just saying this because we're one of six teams that don't have college game day on their resume in the Power Five. I won't make you guess the others. But uh, we've got Stanford Steve. Uh, he was at in uh, Notre Dame last week. Saw that game in person. We talk about that. We pick some other games. We got our previews here coming up in just a second. And uh, some bullshitting on the end of the show. And speaking of the end of the show, Layup Line, Fireman by Lil Wayne. Okay, Carter 2, for my money, some people would say it's the best 
Little Wayne album there is, okay? It's just, we're all kind of partial to whichever one we got into the most first, I think, and that was the Carter for me. But Carter II is right there. If, if not first, it's a close second. Fireman, you'll, you'll know why I picked this song later in the show. I don't know what the industry term would be to like try to make people stick around to the end of the show, but that's what I'm doing. Try to boost the retention little rates. Teaser, little teaser, nugget, little hook here. Get you come on to the back of the show. And so uh, my only other announcement is that Shaquille O'Neal recently came out and said he wants to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Jack, we climb Kili every year. We climb Kili for clean water. We do it for a cause. Friend of the program. Now, this isn't some, like, guilt-trippy thing. You know, I know you've done a lot for charity. I'm not going to play the charity card. I'm just saying this would be a great fucking time, Shaq. And any other outfitter that you go with, any other group that you go with, you're going to say, you know, I'm seven feet tall. I'm 330 pounds or whatever. They're going to say, I've never had somebody that big on the mountain. Now, while we've never had a seven-footer, you would not be the heaviest guy to ever summon Achilles. Not in our group. We had Haloti Nada, 340. We had Bo Allen, 339. Okay, like we had some big cats get up that mountain. So we know how to get the big cats to the top, to the roof of Africa. And back down. They all got back, back down, down safely. And here's the best part about getting back down, Shaq. Well, first off, I'll get you up there, dude. I pushed Haloti up there like a Ford Ranger. I can get you up there. All right, so I'm not leaving your side. And then on your way down, we can put you on the Haloti program, which is basically we get seven dudes, absolute dudes who have been hucking our stuff up the mountain. They got gas left in the tank to wheelbarrow Haloti down. They're wheeling him down the mountain like he was an emperor. It's right up your alley, okay? I know you probably won't go with us, but like when I hear somebody, Rick Ross said he wanted to climb Kilimanjaro, we put that out in the universe. I haven't heard from the boss. But I would love to have the boss and or Shaquille O'Neal climb Kelly with me. You know, the dinner table question. Who do you want at the dinner table? Who do I want on the roof of Africa with me? I want, I want Shaq, I want Rick Ross, and I want like Vern Troyer. Because that would be funny. We could do a whole picture thing. So, uh, no, I mean like uh, Shaq, come, come climb Kelly with us. Not going to happen, but got to take the shots. Shoot or shoot, Shaq. I can be your... Mike Miller, you know? Supportive. Supportive. Get you there. Make the big shots. Get you up the hill. But yeah, no. Okay, so here's our, our previews. And uh, Macon will be joining me for that. And then uh, we got Steve and stick around for the back half. I love the slate this week, Mike. I think it's a great slate. I think it's top heavy. And I think the ones at the bottom, I was having a hard time putting putting Vikings Panthers in the lowest tier. I was, I was having a hard oh, time putting, no problem. you know, yeah, well, no problem. But, the, you know, like Rams, Colts, that could be kind of fun. Broncos, intrigue. Bears, two dumpster fires, the two maddest teams in the league beating each other. So just a little look ahead, the mid-tier is swollen. Yep. Because there's a lot of decent games this week. Okay, the NFL, this is the kind of week that makes it king. Uh, all right, so we're doing 90s bands this week. That's what the fellas said on the Zoom call last night. 
We're doing three tiers of 90s bands. I want to go around the room and get y'all's tiers. Nolan, I know who's first. Well, I couldn't put him first. After, after doing my research, looking through, number one's Metallica. Um, okay. No, no explanation needed. Obviously, the 90s, they got away from that metal sound into more of a rock. Lost some fans that way, but gained a lot more. Number two, middle tier. Because, as you said, this is a great middle tier slate. I'm going Rage Against the Okay, so I was mm. having a hard time because I don't want to put somebody in the middle tier and anybody right. thinking that they're mid, but for you, it's kind of one, two, three thing for you. Exactly. Okay. Yep. All right, so give me, a, give me your third tier. Well, not necessarily one, two, three. Okay, well, this is maybe one, two, is, is a 46. <laughs> Respectfully, Nickelback. Okay, oh. I feel like we're going to have a lot of Nickelback. <laughs> okay. Not for me. Uh, top tier, easy, sublime. Okay. One of my favorite bands of all time. Hmm. Iconic 90s band. Mid-tier, kind of a guilty pleasure. Everclear. Like, yeah, dude. Uh, the, shit on them, but they're like, all right. That song about the ocean. What's that one song? Father of mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then bottom tier, I just went with Creed. Okay. Creed's pretty easy. Corn uh, is my bottom bottom tier. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Weird you spell it with K. Doesn't make any He's sense. He's going bottom up. Uh, up, middle yeah. one green day like that's pretty good eh, yeah you know um, uh number one dookie's one of the most important albums yeah no i know we're, we're on the opposite ends yeah. of the green day spectrum uh but uh number one is nickel creek you had to be there by mm, the way right with green day but yeah nickel i was okay number yeah. one yeah nickel creek little bluegrass 90s you were a twinkle in randy's eye when dookie came out yep a lot of contenders for my top tier including Green Day, Oasis, REM, Blink-182, Goo Goo Dolls, Creed, Third Eye Blind, (laughs) Hootie and the Blowfish, and my winner, Matchbox 20. Mid-tier, easy. Y'all are going to be like, best band of all time, (laughs) Pearl Jam. I mean, a lot of people don't like Pearl Jam. And uh, low-tier, Hole. (laughs) Hole. (laughs) Was that Courtney Love's band? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Hole. (laughs) Murderer. Maybe. Uh, okay, so my top tier, I mean, this was hard for me. I, you know, I'm not going to put Blind Melon in two, mm. but I don't know if I can put them in one because I think Radiohead, I'm a late comer to the Radiohead party, courtesy of Ryan Rosillo. Radiohead's great. I'll put them one, but Blind Melon just missed the cut. Uh, two, I'll go, golly, I just wrote this shit down. Um, middle tier, middle tier, Black Crows, perfectly middling, middle. Also, uh, Jane's Addiction could be in there in the middle tier. And then the bottom tier for me is Matchbox 20. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> somebody already took Nickelback. But Matchbox, Matchbox 20 has got to be one of the worst bands of all time. And and uh, I, I take issue with the Creed thing because I think they're a middling team that gets talked about as like, you know, they're the Chicago Bears. They're actually okay. Bro. I was, I was targeting you with that pick. Bro, Matchbox 20 does 3 a.m. and real world. Okay. Do you know those songs? I do know the songs. Let's start the preview. Uh, with the game of the week, Bills-Dolphins. I cannot wait for this game. This game is going to be, it's the best game of the season so far. You know, when you have two great teams like this uh, with big aspirations and they meet early in the season, you got to love it. Um, Bills coming off a 37-3 <clears throat> win over Washington. The uh, Dolphins squeaked by the Broncos 70-20. to Yeah. So I think when you look back at the games last year, uh, they played in the snow, they played in 110 degree heat down early in the season, 
And that's another thing for the Dolphins. That's it's a good deal. You know, they played the Patriots already uh, in in New England. Okay, so they got them in September. They got the Buffalo trip in September. Like I think five of their last six games are at home. So th- this well-oiled machine will be in their element late in the season. So um, I, I think when you look at that first game out in the in, in the the hundred degree heat. The Bills had 90 plays compared to, to Miami's 39, and outgained them by a lot. So this is a game that they felt like, hey, we could have won this game. Uh, you know, they had their opportunities. Who is not going to throw you the ball much, right? Uh, because of the way that offense goes. But when you get your opportunities, you got to take them. Milano dropped a pick down by the goal line that probably would have gone for six last year. And so you just have to take those opp- opportunities. The Bills were down three, four guys in the secondary. Dolphins, they really got after uh, Josh in key situations. Who's going to be your Melvin Ingram that's going to step up? And I think when you look at the second game, Jalen Phillips is, you know, if you think about Josh Allen as a freak of nature playing quarterback, Jalen Phillips is the guy that can run him down and terrorize him. And he did in the second game. So getting Phillips back, if they do, is going to be big. Um, Bills had that fake spike thing before the half that really hurt him. So there's a lot of reasons that if you're the Bills going into that second game, you feel like we should have beat this team. the second game, that run game showed up. Mostert out in the cold. And this is where I thought to myself, Miami's starting to try to be a physical team. You know, they're, they're, they, they kind of showed up and everybody was talking about they're not a cold weather team and they played like a cold weather team. Mostert had 100 yards early and the Bills are down Jordan Phillips. That hurt him. Josh was under siege. Phillips, uh, Jalen, that is, went off. And uh, they went to Buffalo and played physical. And you could argue that they should have won that game. So both these teams have had their sights set on each other, especially with the, with the way the AFC has, has turned out early in the season. Uh, one interesting thing to note about the Dolphins, and I read this in a Mike Sando Athletic article, last year the Dolphins had 20 pre-snap penalties on plays with motion. This year, one so far. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to Mike McDaniel, he's like, hey, man, this takes time. You know, we got to get on the same page. It takes reps. It takes patience. And I think one thing to note that, that Mike also noted was they're running 21, 21 personnel a lot. You know, Ingold's out there a lot. And, you know, you might say, hey, this is a really fast team. Why are you getting in 21? It's because they're so fast and the matchup problems are so multiple that if you can keep guys in base personnel, it's going to be even more hard for the defense. And we talked about that on Inside the NFL. Their speed, to me, you don't think about this team as a physical team. You don't think about this team as a violent team, but their speed is violent. I mean, it is, it's just as violent as playing the Browns defense. It's just a different kind of violence. And, uh, you know, their EPA in 21 has been great. They're running more 21 than anyone else in the league this year. 58 of those plays, uh, they're three by one, two, two by two are empty. And they use pre-snap 80% of the time in that set. Six to eight a pop on the ground. So I think it's lethal that they've developed this tool in their toolbox to be able to get in this personnel and run the football. And as Sando pointed out, and I talked about earlier, you trade that snow game for a game in September, you got to feel pretty good about the way things are setting up for the Dolphins this year in general. I mean, with New England already off the board and that sort of thing. When you play the Dolphins, and it's almost like there's two ways of playing them. And if I were a bad team, maybe I'd play them this way. They have 500 yards of yak this year. I would limit that yak in front of me. You know, it's kind of like the, the... People think about the, I would challenge these guys and say, hey, you got to take shots. 
and you got to test to his arm and 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 make them hit the big shots out of the, outside the numbers. Easier said than done because the spacing underneath is so lethal. Uh, but for the Bills, I think they're perfectly happy taking their chances, making them drive twelve plays. That was their their game plan last year. Uh, they, they got in the two high shell stuff. They made them drive. Um, and in that first game, I got to point out the Dolphins really had two touchdown drives. There was a short field on one. That wasn't a high scoring game. So if you're looking at the total here, you know, maybe wag instead of wig because there could be um, some longer drives. And, you know, like there's no Von Miller in a game like this. This is the game that, like, if you got who was getting rid of the ball in 2.26 seconds. As a rusher, that's very frustrating. There's only one guy on the Bills who can win that quick, and that's Von Miller, and he's not out there. So putting my D coordinator hat on, I don't know if anybody's tried this, but a lot of teams will invert their rushers. They'll put the big guys outside. You see with Chris Jones, they'll put the smaller guys inside, clean up for the big guys, that sort of thing. You're not going to win a lot on the edge, even with these, these tackles. So I, you got Rousseau, you got Floyd. These are big, tall, power forward type guys. Get them inside, play the passing lanes. You got to feel good about your, your matchups uh, inside and outside if you invert the thing. And I'm not saying do it all the time, but sprinkle in enough like, hey, guys, we might not win rushes, but let's get our hands up. All it takes is one deflection, two deflections in the game. So I think it's just interesting thought is like you have to get unconventional to beat this unconventional offense. And getting Jalen Phillips back to talk about, talked about that, that's going to be big. And the other matchup is Diggs and Howard. Um, so can't wait for this game. Uh, the Bills, uh, are they catch, they're laying three at home. You know, and I think everybody's going to be on the Dolphins, uh, two and a half. Yeah, I, as a Denver Broncos better last week, yeah. we watched the game with a Denver Broncos fan. I um, at like sixty three to thirteen. I was like, you think we can move it off the, this this one? I think it's safe to say they're going to face more resistance this week in terms of uh, literally uh, dudes trying to tackle runners. I mean, a chain and Mostert were bouncing off guys. It yeah. was it was. Um, there were some freeze frames. I saw eight eight bodies on the ground. It was incredible. Dolphins have played each of their past six road games within seven points. Four decided by no more than a field goal. Bills have won seven straight home games over the Dolphins, averaging 35 points in the process, 11-1 and one in their last 12 against the Dolphins, with the one loss coming in overtime in 2016. I do like the Bills in this spot, and the whole key for Josh Allen is going to be like, pick your spots. You heard him last week talking about against the Commanders. Uh, he was talking to the guys in the booth and they said, hey, in our production meeting, Josh said, and this took a lot of self-awareness from him knowing his track record, but like, you got to know who you're playing and the situation in the game. And I have to get better at not going out there in a 35 mile per hour zone and speeding. And you got to go 35. When you even go 40, they're not going to pull you over. But if it's a school zone, mm. you know, if you're backed up, that sort of thing, like let's limit the turnover worthy plays. And so that's going to be the key here. AFC North, always intriguing this year. Ravens are at the Browns. Browns a three-point favorite. Both teams two and one. Browns coming off the 24-point win over the Titans. Uh, Ravens coming off the field goal loss at home to Indy. Yeah, and, and like this is a toss-up, but I kind of lean Baltimore. I'm, I think for most people, they're on the Cleveland hype train because they don't remember two weeks ago and that sort of thing because Deshaun looked human. And all his other starts, I think, you know, Deshaun got after a very weak secondary in Tennessee. So he's got to prove it two weeks in a row. 
And I lean Baltimore in this game because um, I really believe they haven't seen a unit quite like this, even though Munkin and this group is like kind of trying to grow up in front of our eyes. Um, week one, they get Cincy in September. That's Cincy in September. They own those guys. They get Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett. And then last, last week's just like um, an anemic passing game. Meet, make Tannehill beat you. We, we shut down Derrick Henry. I think there's going to be opportunities here. I think you got to go traps. You got to go wham. Some of the gap scheme stuff. I would get in the big personnel, throw that big cap from Minnesota out there at, at the big tight end and take some shots. Like when you think about this game, like what do you think it takes to win it? You know, it's a 20, 23 point game. Last year when they played, I think it was a, it was a big under type game. So like take your shots. Um, your answers to cover three are going to be on the seams and out in the flat quick to your playmakers. You know, like, and we talked about Yak with the Dolphins. The Ravens don't have much at all this year. So, like, getting guys in positions to run with the football and make these guys tackle in the back end. We know they can cover. They're good tacklers. But make them at least have to make the tackles. And then Ronnie Stanley's the huge swing guy. You know, this Macari guy backing him up, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty with Miles Garrett. You don't want to have to, to get two, two, three guys out in the routes tops because you're 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 pl platooning guys to help with Miles Garrett. Um, I think he's a big swing guy. He did practice. Uh, so did Linderbaum. But Mustafer, you know, inside would be a big mismatch for Dalvin Tomlinson and Big Z. So Bateman and Beckham didn't practice. Got to keep an eye on that. And when you do man up, because they will. Uh, can Lamar find the quick answers and kill him with the extended plays? That's going to be the whole key. Zay, Mark. I think it's about big plays. I think it's about getting the ball out on the perimeter quick, out of the teeth of the defense. And Jim Schwartz is a big like game plan guy when it comes to, hey, who gave Lamar the worst game? Uh, let's go replicate that. Um, so take your pick. Go back and look through where Lamar struggled. I think Jim's going to try to try to draw from those situations. And you got to watch Clowney in OA. OA was out last game. Ajabo didn't play very much. But I think Clowney looks pretty good transitioning into this late in his career role in Baltimore. He's won some rushes. Uh, he's got 14 pressures on the year. OA and him have to step up big. And Deshaun, you got to pressure him. You know, can he do it two weeks in a row? The Colts gave the Ravens problems playing cover three. Um, well, I don't know about problems. I think turnovers were the problem last week, but that's the same thing you're going to see this week. Home team has won four straight in this rivalry. The last 10 times Baltimore has faced a top 10 run defense under his cash, seven out of those 10. And I got to say one more thing. Kyle Hamilton, I love the way they, they used him last, last week. I mean, it was every third down, Hamilton off the left edge. Hamilton with TFLs. Hamilton with a PBU on a blitz. Like, they found a way to use this guy uh, in a way that actually suits his skill set. Uh, and I think it's been great to see that. I think, uh, I think you got to keep the, the foot on the gas pedal and, and force turnovers. I mean, that's, that's going to be a big thing in this game. The Pats are at the Cowboys. Pats are 1-2 and two after beating the Jets. Cowboys 2-1 and one after a strange loss to the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I think I think Bill's salivating over this tape because this is like you give Bill this tape. Thank you very much, Jonathan Gannon. Thank you very much, um, you know, um, Josh Dobbs and and that group up front because they pounded the ball. I think you'll you'll see a lot of gap scheme this week. And I think what's really interesting is what Bill's going to do to make Dallas play left-handed. I mean, we saw one version of it. We've seen a couple different game plans thrown at Micah Parsons. You remember the game where they didn't block him. 
Last game was the block the shit out of him game. And I think you'll probably see something in between. I think Bill's going to have some interesting wrinkles to keep his eyes occupied. And the Pats got to get the run game going, okay? They just have to. And, and the Pats, when you talk to guys that played for the Pats, say, what's wrong with the Pats? They'll, they'll tell you. They're not playing Patriots football. You know, it's turnovers. The run game's not getting going. The red zone stuff. All, all these little mistakes, like, that's not who they are. So this is a big week for Bill to get these guys on track and play competitively. I actually think it's going to be a good game. I think uh, you kind of lean Cowboys. Dallas, just a zag after last week. The the and Cowboys the I'm, are... I, I'm not being affected by last week, so you know the whole Vegas game. I'm not playing it because I, I, I think that was an aberration. So I, I still hold the Cowboys as highly regarded. That's fair. Cowboys, an NFL best 8-1 and one against the spread following a loss since the beginning of the 21 season. Tough, dude. Tough. You so, know what I saw is missing is the the Brady to James White dump off was so freaking easy, and Mac Jones to Ramondre just isn't for. Some it's not reason. that. It's 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 not the same as it was. And one thing James White was really good at. Not only was he a great route runner, but he would always break one tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch James White, you could always get a number up because you knew he was going to break one tackle. And in the passing game, you just haven't had the same success. So. With the wideouts they have outside, you, you got to get the run game going. And to your point, you got to get the backs involved in this thing and the tight ends uh, because that's what I thought they were going to be. So defensively, man, disguise, late rotations. I, I think Bill feels good about his matchup with Dak, if I had to guess. Um, they'll probably play off some. They played off A.J. Brown early in the season. Be interesting to see how aggressive they are. Tackle, just tackle these guys. Second fewest missed tackles in the league. So the one thing the Patriots are doing at a Patriot level is they're getting guys on the ground, and that's going to be the key. It's going to be like, hey, these playmakers are going to get the ball some, but we can't let a 15-yard gain turn into a 45-yard gain. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. I can't wait to watch it. Steelers are at the Texans. How fun is this? Texans plus three, totals 42. Texans led by a bunch of rookies, Stroud, Will Anderson, Tank Dell. And Pittsburgh looking um, like a professional outfit after Sunday night. Yeah, listen, that's a great place to go to look like a professional outfit is Vegas and to play Josh McDaniels' uh, Raiders. But these are two teams trying to get the run game going. That's the bottom line is the Steelers have not been able to get it going. They got to get the ball to the playmakers on the perimeter. You know, when we talk about the Eagles and the way they mix up, everybody always thinks set up the pass with the run. That sort of thing. The Eagles will, some games, they'll set up the run with the pass. They'll take shots early and they'll kind of get the space they need to work uh, unconventionally. The same thing with the Steelers. To me, you got what's the strength of your offense? It's the playmakers outside. You got to scheme up easy throws, get George Pickens the ball, and you got to get the ball out on the perimeter. And I think they do that to set up the run. The big question for me with the Houston secondary is this. How well can they play together? They got some good pieces. I've complimented that secondary. They're well coached, but do you have to simplify the comms? Do you have to streamline things? Because you've had Stingley out. Petrie was out week two. Jimmy Ward missed two games. Tavier Thomas, broken hand, missed against the Colts week three. So they're platooning a bunch of guys in, and they got different combinations. You talked about how much man that the Cowboys had to run last week because of just one guy missing on a communication front. I think you got to throw a lot of stuff at these guys and 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 test their metal. Um, I'm not saying you got to take deep shots, but put them in situations where they have to communicate pre-snap. 
and, and see what happens. I, JJ Watt Appreciation Day in Houston, so his brother's going to be charged up, uh, TJ, and it's all about for the Texans. Can we get this big son of a gun going in the backfield? It's like the depth guys have developed better as pass blockers over the last couple of weeks than as run blockers. So if you can be good enough on first and second down, you can stay out of trouble and not be in these third and long situations because I don't like the matchups for them in third and long. It's going to be a different deal than last week. You know, they had a great game protecting, blocking those, those Jacksonville guys up, but you got some real dogs up front for, for Pittsburgh. And I think for, for, for Houston, you look at some of these big doubles you can get on a guy like Benton, who's a good young player, but he's a little bit light in the ass. I'm checking duo and I'm running dive solid and I'm testing these guys up front. So um, I think that's the big chess match there. Damian Pierce, 40 carries, 100 yards, 2.5 a pop in three games. I pity the fool who drafted him in fantasy. Yeah. I am. Because I was looking at it hard and I was like, there's just no way he can duplicate two years in a row. He can duplicate it. But but the guy is is a stud. So they got to get him going. I do think it's a function of the offensive line. I think you'll be happy when they get back. All right, let's let's zag from the Cowboys stat. Texans league worst three and ten against the spread in a game following a win since 2020. Mm. I'm just gonna keep betting the the Steelers. I think people are undervaluing them. I think that first moment you walk in the door in the NFL. The first month or two of the season, you look at that San Francisco game and you can't get the taste out of your mouth. Yeah, there's there's still there's the bones of a competitive team here, and they sit there and they're two and one. The Falcons are playing the Jags at Wembley in London. Jacksonville's a three point favorite. This is going to be this is going to be exciting. Uh, I don't mean it's going to be an exciting game for sixty minutes, but I do, I do mean like if you if you're invested in the Jaguars at all. You're stressing. You're like, what is this team going to be? And I think, you know, like we talked about the bones of the Steelers. I think the bones are there for for the Jaguars. You talk about not getting on the same page for a month of the season sometimes with new wide receivers. Calvin Ridley's had the drops. They've had trouble in the red zone last week. They had trouble on third down. This is the game where they got to get right. And I know this is pissed off a team as there's going to be in the NFL because they got boat raced by the Texans in division. Uh, so I think the big matchup for me is going to be that Jacksonville front. Jacksonville's front hit C.J. Stroud four times, and they had like four backups out there. So this is a group that's pissed off. You're watching that tape. You're watching the left guard. You're watching the matchups up front that you like, and you got to say, we're going to get home because Desmond Ritter, and I've touched on this, he's got the number one amount of turnover-worthy plays in the NFL right now. And there's over 20 guys who have thrown the ball more than him. So when you when I say he's going to throw you the football, that's what I mean. Okay, for people that that don't get that, he's going to give you opportunities. You got to take advantage of him. And I think this secondary is is the type of secondary that can take advantage of of uh, Ritter throwing the ball to him. So I think there's bad matchups up front for ATL. Um, and after this game, I think. What's so interesting about the crossroads the Falcons are at, they're two and one. You got to feel good about a lot of the things they're doing. They were terrible on first and second down last week. You want to flush that. But look across the division, a division that you probably were the only people that thought would have a chance to win it. You really do have a chance to do this thing because their car's out for a month, probably, I would guess. Could, could be back sooner. But after this game, here's who you have if you're the Falcons. You got the Texans, Commanders, Titans, Vikings, Cardinals, Bucks all before you have the Saints. So having sat in locker rooms, 
you, you definitely look at what's six inches in front of your face, but there's also a macro sense of like, if we're gonna do it, the time is now. And so they gotta go on a run, but it starts with blocking up front. And they've, they've faced a top 10 amount of run plays in the loaded boxes. So it's on Desmond Ritter and this offense to find the spots in cover three, you know, uh, it, to, to hit pits in London, to make guys tackle them in space. They don't have a lot of yak yards and they got some great weapons outside who are strong guys with the ball in their hands. It's not adding up. You need more guys out in the route, maybe spread them out a little bit more, you know, give Ritter some easy answers. But Jacksonville's going to try to get that passing game going, and I think it might be hard to keep up with them if they do. And I also think Andy Reid, the Andy Reid and Doug Peterson, might make him abandon that rug game. When, when those guys in that tree get panicked, and I think Doug's a little panicked right now, they're going to chuck the football. So I think this is going to be a fun game to see what the Jags are made of. How do we say the young linebacker out of Wyoming's name? Is it Muma? Muma. Muma, like Lake Muma in Southwestern Virginia. Mooma. No Devin Lloyd for two weeks yep. for Jacksonville. Yep, that's a big deal. So we'll see what happens out there across the pond. Jags since yeah. the start of 2020, one and seven against the spread when favored. Worst team in the NFL. That, it Look scares out. me. It scares me because I think I might give the Jags out later. Okay. All right, Pearl Pearl Jam here. Pearl Jam. What did you say? You named it. I think I said. Uh, I think I don't know if I said Jane's Addiction. Bengals at Titans. Tough one to figure. Titans coming off the loss in Cleveland. Bengals, uh, did they write the ship? They got a win. They got a gutsy win, man. Like, I watched that game in the car up on the way up to Philly, and I thought the defense looked more like the defense. And that's a, that's a really good sign. Because as good as the offense is, down the stretch, what the Bengals did well is they were physical on both sides of the ball. And I thought they were physical. The rush got there. The guys in the back end made more plays. You got to remember, they, they replaced two safeties this year. It could take some time. And it felt like that was a game that they had to eke out, and they knew it, and they did. And Burrow's definitely affected by the calf thing. I know it just sounds like a kind of a minor injury, but that thing, if you have it, especially for a guy who's got who's to get, get all that force generated through his lower half, like that's a big deal. So one thing Burrow's done well is he's got the ball out quick, and I think this is the week to do it. 2.31 seconds right behind Tua. They could throw the ball around the yard or a, a bunch because, like, if you look at the Eagles when they played the Titans last year, for example, they probably said, "Hey, we might be able to run into this defense, but let's just let's just spread the rock around." And I think that's what Burrow might do. They got to get Higgins going. You know, they haven't really had, um, you know, a, a a connection so far this year. I mean, he's dropped a lot of balls. Uh, they got to get on the same page, and they got to go to Chase and Higgins and got to have it situations. I mentioned on Monday not liking where they've been going with the ball uh, in, in got to have it situations. Higgins, two for 21 last week on eight targets. Yeah, not good, dude. Not, not, not good, good Bob. And so for the Bengals coming off that short week where they played their hearts out, they put a bunch into that game. Thank God it's at home. You got to build on what Hendrickson did. I mean, if you look at the Titans tackle situation, I've talked about Andre Dillard every week. Hendrickson could have another couple. Uh, you're going to get to see Dillard. The Titans are one-dimensional, okay? You can make them one-dimensional. Tannehill was awful in the playoff game two years ago. That's got to be in the back of his mind. Uh, he's the reason they lost that game. And then last year, I thought the Bengals did a tremendous job on Derrick Henry without Chase, uh, without the guys on offense. They had Mixon down. They still beat him. Henry went 17 for 38, 
and they kind of beat the Titans at their own game, playing physical. So that's the that's the thing in the toolbox, like the the vertical shots, the outside the number stuff. I've complained about not seeing it. You might see that offensively, but you have to be a physical outfit to beat this team, and that's what I've been wanting to see from them. You know, they came with a bunch of six man fronts. They did it without those guys on offense. They can do it again, and they didn't allow a single red zone TD. So that's going to be big, right? Um, I actually, I think a lot of people are going to be on the Titans here. I think it's a toss-up. Derrick Henry, 11 carries, 20 yards last week in Cleveland. Chiefs are at the Jets. Yeah. Not much to say about this one other than Zach Wilson liked the Donna Kelsey post on Instagram. Mm. But his history, you're playing with fire, Zach. You're playing with fire. But... um, and I don't blame you for thinking Donna Kelsey's cool. Is 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 Zach more likely to leave MetLife Sunday night? Is it Sunday night? I think we could see Simeon. Is it is it no I'm saying with Donna Kelsey or Taylor Swift? Okay. <laughs> Neither. Neither. I think you might be leaving with team security. Okay. Um but if they get blown out, does it implode? Here's there? your playbook. I think like I heard a story this week about I'll somebody wait. throwing a bar a Give ball. me our playbook. Yeah. Yeah, give me our playbook, and I'm here to protect you from getting murdered mm-hmm. by Fireman Ed. And so, like, you know, with the stories that are coming out of New York, like, I heard they threw a ball at the headman. Like, there was a, a big scrum or something, and people had to be separated, and somebody threw a ball at Robert Sala. If that's true, I've never seen that. Like, it sounds like it's getting to a mutiny kind of level in New York, and you know, for a defense that's going to give Zach Wilson a lot of different looks, a defense that's going to confuse him, a rush that can get there. I think this thing could be, I think it's going to be a low scoring game on both sides of it because I I actually think Sauce Gardner's matchup, if you do man up, is as good with his length as you'll see a corner on Kelsey. Um, And most teams are going to play zone against the Chiefs, so we'll see if they man up or run that three and four that they run. Uh, I had this game circled for the Jets before the season thinking like this is going to tell you a lot about the Chiefs because I think they match up really well in a lot of spots, but they don't have a quarterback. Unders have won seven of the last nine in Jets games where they go against a top 10 pass offense. Bucks are at the Saints. Okay. The the total is 39 and a half. And I love this game because I love a rock fight and this is going to be a total rock fight. I mean, this is like a lot of Taysom Hill, a lot of quick game from Jameis. You got to find ways to get Kamara the ball. And you kind of wonder how much they're going to use him because he's been, you know, he's been working out. He's been practicing, you know, probably this week. But do you have him on a pitch count? And looking back when Jameis started in 2021, they were conservative. Like that was kind of their, their game plan was to not let Jameis beat you. Saints game plan. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a game plan this week. And so – when the Saints and the Bucks played last year in Week 13, they put a lot of cover one in New Orleans uh, and, and, and some too high. They barely blitzed. They generated 25 pressures. I think that's where you got to hang your hat. And this is a good group up front for Tampa Bay, but they also played in a really physical ball game Monday night. I mean, they finished the game on like a seven-minute drive. That defense was out there. So I think the Bucks' run defense has its first big test um, last week, and the Eagles gash them. So this week... You get another one. Uh, Evans and Lattimore is always fun. They've had three physical altercations. I was reading an article today, and they had it like stats. Three physical altercations, one ejection, and two suspensions since 2017. And usually, the Saints get the better of Mike Evans, and he started red hot. So we'll see. 
any hangover for the Saints after being up 17-0 in the fourth quarter last week? You know, after a game like that, if you go out and lose another one that's ugly, you know, the temperature in a locker room can really heat up. But you also have to build on the fact that if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, and that's the hardest thing, you have one game plan going in the game. It's not even that Jameis Winston's that bad. It's just that, like, this is game plan two. And they couldn't run the ball in four-minute mode. They, 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 they couldn't pull away. Uh, I think this is going to be a rock fight. As I said, Marcus May, as a side note, is still out with that suspension. So I see this being like a 16-10 game. Chargers are favored by five and a half at home against the Raiders. Raiders look just not not very good. Could be another I did slide this center. one in. I did slide this one in. You did. You get Eckler back. Fireball offense going for it on fourth down. It was terrible. Minnesota. It was terrible, especially for somebody who had the over 43. Oh, my goodness. And I was trying to stick the landing on over 43 and Pittsburgh. So I, I was kind of rooting for overtime, that sort of thing. But um, – yeah, I, I think this is a spot for the for the uh for, for the for the Chargers where they're coming off a game that was a sixty minute ball game. So you gotta maintain your focus. You're playing maybe Brian Hoyer. Uh the rushing attack hasn't been getting going. That's that's a sight for sore eyes if you're watching tape and you're the Chargers who have had trouble defending the run. I think this is the game where Justin Herbert goes off. I think this is a game where you have a steady dose of Eckler. And I think this is a game where the Chargers actually pull away. I don't think this is a game where the Chargers look like the Chargers. Over 7-3 and three since 2021 when the Raiders are getting at least four points. Uh, Joshua Palmer slides into that Mike Williams role. Yeah, it's, Mike Williams role. It's kind of plug and play. I still, think they, could, I still think they could use a little man-beater guy. You know, it's like... Or Wes Welker. Yeah, like a, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like a little guy that you can put out there in, on third and three run some mesh routes, run some bunch stuff, you know, be able to have a guy you can depend on when you have to have it. The tall trees are great, but I'd like maybe a little bit more diversity. Maybe in that's Eckler. Yeah. You know? It could be Eckler. I mean, you could you could use him at like a wide receiver, that sort of thing, but I'd love it if they had a little dude like a Zay Flowers. Commies are at the Eagles. Commies got them last year. Eagles are eight and a half point favorites. That's right. So I think... The thing to note here is Sam Howell's taking sacks at a fucking historic rate. He's been sacked 19 times over, over the course of uh, three games. And if you, if you, and it won't stay this way, but if you projected that over 17 games, that's 108 sacks. Guy can't get enough sacks. Yeah, no. He doesn't like steak. He does like sacks. Yeah. You know, he doesn't eat steak. I, I didn't. Only eats chicken. Yeah. Uh, the record is, is, is Carr back in 2002 David. with the Texans. David. David, David Carr. You know, you know him from TV. 76 sacks that year. Do they go over that? I don't know. But this week, they could take seven, eight sacks. I mean, it's just they took nine last week. The interior of that fucking defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles is inspiring. Um, and the commanders have got to run into that, that defense. They got to run into the teeth of that defense. Turnovers and the run game is how they shocked them in primetime last year. But they don't have Heineke. You know, Heineke pulled some shit out of his ass. I don't know if it's, you know, it's midnight for for Sam Howell, but it feels late early. And the Eagles, 274 yards before contact through three games. The league average is 100, and Washington's 24th against the run. If you're the Eagles, we're going to beat you up up front. We're going we're gonna to hit Sam Howell. We're going to run the rock. We're going to get the fuck out of there. Although there are things that they have to work on in the passing game because the passing game is not where it was last year. You get a big lead, 
do you decide to keep working your concepts, try to get some work in, or do you continue to pound the rock for the Eagles? I think they run away with this thing, but that's probably the PD public pick too. Since 2021, the Seahawks have covered 12 games as an underdog and have won 10 of them outright. They're a point dog at MetLife to the Giants on Monday night. Totals 47 and a half. Giants have had a little mini buy, 10 days off. Lost to San Francisco. They needed that. Seattle beat Carolina. They needed that because the Giants have had a couple really physical games early in the season. They've been on the road. They had one big comeback, which takes it out of you. And evidently, the Cardinals are a pretty physical fucking team. And they're back at MetLife for the first time since they got beat 40 nothing uh, against the Cowboys. So they'll want a better showing in front of their home crowd. You'll want to get Darren Waller the ball. He's your best pass catcher. He's seen 20 targets this year. So, like, why'd you go out and get him? Yeah. You know, like, why'd you go out and get him? The names around Darren Waller on the target list are, like, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Mingo, Jaden Reed. Like, you know, these are good players, but they're not stars. One of them's a running back. So, you know, protection should and has to be good at home, and you got to get Darren Waller going. I mean, like, this is this is a lifeboat for them relative to the D-lines they've seen. Now, Cardinals, I can't speak on it, but – Cowboys, Niners, early in the season. You should look at this as an opportunity to protect up and get right in the passing game, especially without Saquon Barkley because he's, he's not playing. Unlikely. Um, and then Seattle, you're going to see blitz. Brock, Purdy, blitz 86% of the time. Not a typo last week. And Geno's been automatic against the blitz. The Giants run defense, not great, Bob. And so I would get Kenneth Walker going. You got him going last week. Um, you know, these guys have been getting bullied by Dallas, by San Francisco, and then the Arizona team that keeps pummeling people. So that's the key to the game. Panthers young ramps up energy, comma, feels great. So we're into the bottom tier now. The whole tier. Yeah, the whole tier. The Courtney Love tier. So uh, the 0-3 Vikes are at the 0-3 Panthers. God, the Vikes are 0-3. Yeah. It's just like, and here's the thing. They're losing close games just like they won them last year. They have an incredible ability to, to to either regress to the mean or or rise up and meet that challenge and lose by three. I mean, they just, they, they, they do this well. The line's like four and a half, which makes me nervous about betting the, uh, the Vikings, but I might tease them with somebody. Um, Minnesota offense and Carolina defense, that's, that's what I'm looking at. 29th ranked rush offense for Minnesota. Cam Akers is here. He's here to the rescue. You got 29th ranked rushing mm -hmm. defense in front of you this week. It is Acres time, and the Vikings passing O has obviously been great. Uh, Evero is playing a lot of three and just about all zones. So Carolina, 27th in pressure rate. This could be a game where they just pick these guys apart. And so, like, the question for Bryce Young is, do you really see this game playing out because he's supposedly coming back and the offense looked much better with Andy Dalton? And that's not a, a shot at Bryce Young. He's just young and short, and the offensive line's bad. You're going to see Brian Flores who is going to hit that blitz button like it's the easy button, bro. And you're going to see more pressure probably than you've seen since high school. Because if you think about Bama, it, it, like you think people are heating those guys up on the regular? Um, I, I, just, I just don't see them standing up to the test even at home. The LA Rams have back-to-back -back games in the states of Ohio and Indiana. That's right. Rams are at the Colts. Colts 2-1. and one. Winners over the Texans and now the Ravens, both on the road. They're back home. Uh, One-point favorites, totals 45 and a half. 
you know, after Monday night, I thought, hey, the Colts are going to have a big advantage up front. But like the edge guys got to take advantage of it. I mean, you know, Quiddy Pay, um, that group outside, Ebukam, who's won some rushes. But like the real strength of this defense is inside with Stewart and, and, and uh, Buckner. Like I want to see those guys go off. But the weak spot are all the guys that are getting off the street at tackle. I mean, it was ugly the other night. And uh, I don't know if they can cash in the way those guys cashed in in Cincy the other night, but they have to. And for the, the Colts, Richardson's back, right? Like he had a concussion. He's back. Uh, the question for me is, can you run the ball in this defense? Because you, you got guys hurt. You got guys who are no longer with the team effectively. Uh, and the Rams are right outside the top 10 in run defense. I do think there, there are... There are holes to be had on this Rams defense. I, I I think there are opportunities to run the ball in this defense. And so you got to do that. And I think the big thing to watch for with Richardson is like, it's young in his career. His development can only be so much through three weeks, but he needs to develop quickly in a way that like he gets out of bounds. He doesn't take the big hits. He protects himself because he's ended two out of his first two starts with injuries. Colts are one and six against the spread. Since the beginning of last season, win favored. Niners host the Cardinals. Cardinals lost to the Commies by four, Giants by three, beat the Cowboys by 12. Plucky, but the Niners are really good. They're three and oh, they're favored by 14. And when you think about teams that fall into traps, I don't think about the Niners. I think they're just like the way that, that you know, like the violence and the speed that Miami plays with. Let's not forget about the Niners, and they're more physical and they're well coached and they're playing a team that's probably played above themselves the first three weeks of the game, following a win over the Cowboys. Like, this is not a team that's been together. This is not a veteran team. This is not a team that's constructed to win over the course of a season. How do you respond? And for the Niners, they're looking ahead to uh, Dallas and to Cleveland, I think. So, like, yep. you got to take care of business. You got to come out fast. Don't end up in a fucking dogfight with these guys over the course of four quarters, because you're going to need snaps that you can take off of Debo Samuel's plate, that you can take off of George Kittle's plate, that you can take off of Nick Bosa's plate late in this game. As bad as I'd want to rush Josh Dobbs, that's not in the game plan. They're going to try to run the ball. They threw it 20 times last week. You cannot allow them to just drop back 20 times. Like You have to take this run game off the table, and I think it'll happen. Broncos are at the Bears. I think it was the best game of the week. Who fucking? I mean, like honestly, I love this game. You're, you're, and honestly, who cares about the outcome? Uh, it's just all about seeing these two dumpster fires. You talked about Jacksonville being pissed off. The temperature in these two buildings has got to be white hot. I mean, like the Bears are imploding. I don't know which which team you'd rather go to work for this week, Oof. the Broncos or the Bears. I mean, it might be the Broncos, honestly because you're at least you're in Denver but like I don't know where I'd rather be playing right now I don't know where I'd my asshole would be puckered tighter playing for Vance Joseph's defense or walking in that Bears facility and being like oh there's a guy from the FBI <laughs> there's the entire media pool from Chicago waiting to just eat Eberflus alive there's Justin Fields he's got three people with him because somebody's gonna mug him walking into the building it's like I don't know, man. I don't know what happens in this game, but I can't wait to see. Broncos haven't won a road game since Teddy Bridgewater led them to a victory in Golly, Dallas in week nine of the 2021 season. That's bad. 
That's going to be 692 ga- uh, days. I hate buying tickets. I've been playing my whole life. Never had to worry about buying tickets. The ticket part is stressful. The game's stressful. The ticket part's really stressful. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And with the Game Time app, it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I'm trying to see the monster trucks for my kids or Willie Nelson for me and my kids. I can find it all in the Game Time app. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Stag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. White Steve. Make it. You 100? Nah, 80. 75, 80. Steve, you got to be a, you got you got to be 100. You're down in Durham. You're I mean, this oh. is the real pilgrimage for you. Guys, America. just just I, I haven't been able to talk to you guys after being on the campus that we go to for game day, but just being able to walk the campus just now, got to work out in early. I mean, this place is as good as it gets, don't you think, Macon? Like, just I can't wait to see the creativity of the signs these guys have and ladies. Uh, but like, when you get here, you just get a warmth of of just one of the best campuses in the country. I it, wish it looks you, like a sick penitentiary. You know what would be cool? Yeah, you know, it'd be a lot like Blacksburg, man. Yeah, fucking architecture there is cheeks. Come on, uh, it's cheeks, bro. Hey, Steve. Steve. Yeah. They yeah. need to. They need to take you down to Cameron Indoor. Mm-hmm. You know how they have the recruits and they have like a locker for them. Yeah. And then, like uh, on the back of your jersey, can say Stanford or Steve. And then you <laughs> or my run. last name, Coughlin. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> And then you can run out and they, they do oh. the smoke, the whole thing. Like you can be like one of those kids. I wouldn't leave. I would not leave <laughs> if they did that. They got to be careful here. Uh, this is, it's really cool. I'm actually fired up for their, I know there's still some disdain uh, for the schools that game they hasn't been to and Virginia is on that list. But there's, I'm interested to see the, the, the wherewithal and the coming outness that the Duke students bring uh, to the table. We know how creative they could be. So and, the uh, number was seven. Now it's six schools. Unless Duke has had game day before. It's Virginia. It's Illinois. It's Rutgers. There's a couple more in there. I understand why. Maryland. To, Maryland. I understand why you don't go to Piscataway or you don't go to, um, or you don't go to College Park. You get Syracuse. crushed by falling, burning garbage. Syracuse, same thing. But Charlottesville is a nice place, Steve. Maybe you could put it in. I way. know that. I know, I know that. But the only 0-4 team in Power 5 football. Like, maybe we could do a thing where it's like, you know, uh, hey, it could be today. And we could have 0-5 Virginia hosting 5-0 William & Mary in a oh couple boy. of weeks. Oh, Jeez. okay. 
That's interesting. Let's move on from from talking ACC. Very. Is there a bar you have uh, in your crosshairs in Durham? Do they have bars in nah, Durham? You gotta, he's got to go to Chapel Hill. If you yeah. don't go to Chapel Hill, you don't know what you're doing. I'm, I'm coming down to Durham in a couple of weeks for a Little Brother reunion concert. So I'll be in Durham. So give me the give me the scouting right. report. I'll on give you the, the scout uh, report the for sure. Yeah. Are yeah. you staying at the Waduke? It's one of the best hotels I've ever seen. Done, done, and done. That, Washington that... Duke. It's on the golf course. You walk every. It's it's phenomenal. Okay. Bar restaurant in there. I think it's I think it's Bull Durham, the Bull Durham bar. I think that's oh really called. yeah. Okay. That, it's that's it's where, fantastic. That's where the national champion Virginia Cavalier men's basketball program stays when they go to Durham. Hmm. Have yeah. you? Hit any of the dining establishments in Durham, say an Exxon or a Shell or a BP. Stop it. I, I went to Q Barbecue, uh, Q Shack. The Q original. Shack. He actually the is original. doing the right stuff. Very right good. Stuff. Q Shack yeah. is Very good. good. All right. Well, well so last take week. Those words back, la- he, he, he won't. Last week you went <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to Notre Dame, which had to be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, yeah. That game, the atmosphere looked crazy, and I didn't know if you were flying back or not, but I texted you and you sent me a video from the sideline. So uh, the atmosphere, just as good as it seemed on TV, I, I, I imagine. Absolutely. Uh, I, I thought it had all, you know, you saw the crowd on game day. I mean, we're there on the library lawn, whatever it is, but, like, it literally, when I explained to guys how many people were there, it was like the scene in Forrest Gump when he – is calling for Jenny on the mall in D.C. Like, all you saw was people, you know, underneath the trees. Like, it was, I mean, it was 75 degrees. They've done a lot of work to that campus. Like, I remember going there and just not being impressed. It's, it. I mean, the architecture, the stadium remake. It is weird to see the diagonal lines on the end zone painted, knowing that that's, that's, that's turf now. You yeah, know, if it was up, grass, it'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah so... I will say the like it was awesome, and 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 credit to Ohio State for coming back and winning the game. But the the noise level of being in these places, like you realize, the upper decks at your Tuscaloosa, your LSU, um, who else? Uh, not your not your Michigan because I hear the big house in that loud. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But like it's loud. But those places, and now with these light shows and everything, like it's it's nuts. But those places with the with the two tiers or even three tiers happy valley like don't, that's where you really i like I, I you can't even think when it's yeah. a third down and stuff like that so notre dame does a really good job their students were great um i, I the place was literally ready to explode it, it really was i mean the kids are making their way down i had a, a quick i was in the opposite end zone and i had to drive back to chicago so i literally saw the ball cross the goal line i jogged as fast as I could out to the car and got out. So of you had a look at it. You had a look at oh, that yeah. thing. Oh, you so it, 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 it across the goal line and you talk about ready to explode. I think every oh. middle-aged man that had Notre Dame, uh, you know, plus three was ready to explode because I was in dirty Nellie's our spot yeah. and I'm screaming. Cause there's this Ohio state fan at the bar who, you know, when there's a guy that's rooting for the other team, you start yeah. looking behind you and like staring the guy down and shit. So the guy's giving me the business a little bit, and I'm like, they won't kick. They won't kick. We're good. And then they trot the fucking extra point team back out there, which is bad ball, because if you get that thing blocked, you're going to overtime. Now, I know that's just not the Vegas in me talking. You had to feel some type of way about about that. Maybe you were on the Irish. Yeah, no, I, I, I was on um, Notre Dame. Uh, that the, 
thing that was being talked about was like they weren't sure, I guess, if there was a flag because of them rushing the field. Uh, and if you, you know, advance the ball, you have a mistake, you kick the ball at about, like, whatever. Um, that that was his reasoning from what I read after the fact. But, yeah, I totally thought – I thought there was zeros on the clock, and I didn't yeah, know if so that was going to happen. And uh, so, yeah, then, you know, the aftermath of how many guys were out there and all that happens is I'm listening on the drive home, and I just – I couldn't yeah, believe Yeah, it got pretty alco-taco in that bar there after he kicked that extra point. There were a few of us, <laughs> and I could tell exactly who was on Notre Dame. You know, you're not sure who certain people are on, and then when that happens, yeah. you're like, yep, all right, there's five of us in this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> all right, so the game of the week this week is mm-hmm. LSU Ole Miss. By my calculations, I think, oh, like, it's got to be – you okay? Well, okay. Go, tee us up. Who's the game of the week then? Utah at Oregon State Friday you, night. The Pac-12 bias. I'm Oregon State just lost. I'm tell at get Kyle on the line. Tell him how weird Corvallis can get. I mean, he's heard things said to him going there that I know he remembers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, literally, Research Stadium. When I played there in '96, there were seventeen thousand people there. And now it's finally finished. This is their first conference home game. I think it's close to 50,000. Like, it, it, they've done an unbelievable job uh, of expanding that place. And, you know, they are, you know, with, with the conference realignment, what, regardless of all that, they already have a built-in little brother mentality. And I've said it forever. When Washington and Oregon people, like, get some booze in them, they're the meanest people on earth. They are so mean, and I really expect a bad taste in their mouth from last week where we got to see their defense um, up close and personal on the road in a tough spot. That's what I was waiting to see from the Beavers. Now you get Utah coming in. They kind of play the same style of ball. The questions about rising, whether he's going to start, it's been a month, and they keep winning these games as ugly as they can. I think this is a monster spot for Oregon State. I I like the, the chances for them to get the job done. And there, there's a lot at stake in that game. Because now if Utah loses, it they're back with everybody. And now, you know, everybody's going to play everybody uh, for the most part. But Utah still has to play, um, I believe it's Washington, Oregon, and SC. Uh, so this is this is a big one uh, for, for Utah. And Oregon State, they played their toughest whole road game last week besides the Civil War uh, in Eugene. So I, I look at Oregon State to get their feet back on the ground. Uh, we're going to want to run it. Utah's great against the run. I think they're best on third down defense in the, con- in the country, definitely the conference. So I think that's the biggest game this week. There, there's a ton at stake, and uh, that, that, that place will be fired up Friday night. Okay, Oregon State favored by three and a half, maybe by the hook. I, I uh, would buy it. I uh... It's just weird. It's Pac-12 after dark. So what's the yeah. what? Give me a Pac-12 lock this week. Oh God! Oh, is it, is it whoever's playing Stanford? Yeah, I was gonna say like, is there an Oregon team total? Just take that. Like, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if we're gonna. I, I was gonna uh, tweet at Yogi Roth and see if the Pac-12 network is gonna get cameras in the Oregon locker room for the pregame speech. I'm guessing. Uh, you're going to be able to hear it from outside, seeing how there'll probably be about. I'm 10, clutching my there. pearls right now. Dan yeah. Manning said that they like clicks after they uh, walked into the stadium and said they were going to kick the head coach's ass. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Dude. So there. Was, how, much, uh, how much more can we squeeze out of this thing on first take? I I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't checked in on you the. You haven't take. watched TV. I, I haven't. No, you just been, do TV. Trying, 
trying. Those are working hours for, for your guy to get the tape going and, and check out things. So I, I can imagine they uh, – The Oregon team total over – they're 27.5-point favorite. I don't know what their team It's probably like 44. Yeah, take it. They could score that in the first half. Okay. They might have to go they're, silent count, though. Are they playing at Stanford? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to go silent the count because they're home fans. There'll be 10,000 people there, 9,000 Oregon fans. Okay, good. Uh, So that's your Pac-12 lock. That's your Pac-12 game of the week. Let me talk about the game of the week for people that live in like the South or like the other, (laughs) the other four fifths of the country. Um, LSU Ole Miss. Cause I think this is interesting because like, what's the mood in Oxford after you go to Bama, you get wounded Bama, you know, Jimbo beat Saban last year. Can, can Lane beat Saban? They don't do it. They lay an egg. Uh, And then Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech hit him for 300 through the air. So like, you know, is LSU going to carve these guys up? What do you see in this matchup? Uh, you you touched on it. The the mental makeup of Ole Miss. And you guys, I'm sure you're familiar with it now. But, like, now that we have – we're in the week five, now this is a big week for week four, right? Because you could jump in the portal and save your eligibility. It mm. already happened with Michael Trigg, the tight end at Ole Miss. This week, he's no longer with the team. He was a transfer stud tight end that came – with Jackson Dart from USC to Ole Miss. So I think across the country you're getting a lot of this where teams that haven't started out well, how's the locker room? What's the what's the mantra? And on the other side, you look at LSU, who's, you know, went to Mississippi State, was really impressive, and last week just kind of went along their way uh, for that big-ass boot and won, and won it against Arkansas with a late field goal textbook uh, four-minute drive to end the game. So I look at LSU as, as dangerous an offense as there is in that conference. My problem is, is House to D.C., I still think he's figuring things out on the back end. they got a bunch of transfers in the secondary. If you could throw the ball on LSU, that's the way to do it. I'm just not there. All Ole Miss receivers, they really haven't practiced. There's a couple surgeries after the Tulane game. I'm, I, I don't trust Ole Miss at all, and it's tough to like LSU um, because of that secondary. But if I had to take anything, I'm, I'm leaning – Towards uh, I'm leaning towards LSU in that game, and I think there's a game better than that game also on top. Sixty-seven of and a half, by the way. Sixty-seven. Yeah, and a half there's going to the be total there. That's uh, all on Ole Miss. If they're there to play, then yeah, because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. Judkins has been awesome last year. The O line has really, really struggled this year. Now you got those two D tackles uh, up front for for LSU that are monsters. Uh, so that that's an interesting thing. It's it's all on Ole Miss if you're going to look at that total. I don't trust Ole Miss since I sweated that entire game against Tulane with the backup quarterback because the, yeah. the main guy got drunk and got hurt. Yeah, uh, I mean, like uh, that was just an all day sucker, and I'm not touching Ole Miss with a ten foot pole. Stephen, did you say you liked another SEC game better? No, Big Twelve, Texas, Kansas. Okay, we were going to skip it, but can Kansas keep oh, up? That's my big yes. question. Okay. Yes, right. Jalen Daniels is the real deal. Now, Chris, if you get a chance, I know you're doing TV and your your focus is on yeah, the NFL. Yeah, TV guy. Fucking love Just TV. please go back and watch the first three possessions of Texas defense against Baylor offense last week. You want to talk about a wrecking machine. Texas step front four. We talked about it before the Alabama game yeah. uh, when I was on with you guys. They, they, I mean, they're rolling eight guys now on that front four. And I'm telling you, every one of them brings something to the table that's a different uh, variation of the other guy that they're replacing or they're playing next to. I mean, it is 
It is two gap. It's penetration. It's taking on blocks, shedding blocks, as good as you could see uh, from a front four with Texas. My problem is, is with that is how do you combat that? We got a little side to side, get a little jet sweep action, get those guys running, you know, on the perimeter, running vertical as you're doing all the jet sweep. Uh, I think Kansas is the best third down offense in the country, conversion rate, uh, with, and it's because of Daniels. Uh, as accurate as there is, not a great deep ball thrower, but it, w- the combination of his feet and keeping plays alive and his accuracy uh, in the short passing game, that's been their success. Uh, you know, everybody remembers two years ago when they went there and, and, and beat him uh, as, a, as a monster underdog. Texas went there and gave it to him last year, uh, but they didn't have Daniels. So I think Kansas has the goods to keep this one close. Possible, possible look-ahead spot with the Red River next mm. week. Uh, and Texas is that a rivalry or a shootout? Because you 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 did a Civil War thing earlier, and I you know a little well, soon, Steve. I think it's soon. still the shootout. Sorry, I think it's still the shootout. I'm just hoping, hoping Texas wins a close one. Oklahoma wins. I really want to go to Red River next week. I uh, never Red been. River. And uh, it it'll be fantastic to eat. Uh, I'd love to see. I'll ask Macon when I should get fried at this Texas State Fair. I'm sure he's a big fan of fried Oreos. For sure, for sure. He's one of those guys. He loves food trucks and shit. Uh, All right. Well, you got Kansas and Texas. I want to jump back to the SEC here. Is Georgia beatable? Like, or or is it a good idea to bet? against Georgia to fade Georgia every week because they're 3 and one against the spread this year, two and six yep. and one against the spread the last six. And by the way, talking trends here, make yeah, because uh, that's what we do. Totals in September for Georgia, seven of the last eight under and under in five of the last six Auburn, Georgia. I th- there it's a combination of new quarterback, I think uh, unrealistic expectations. And also, they have key guys that are out on offense and defense. Like, they have difference makers. Lad McConkey, say what you want. The kid was the glue guy for, for Stetson Bennett for those two years. He hasn't played. He's practiced. Supposed to get a big tight end lucky back. And when I watch Georgia, you know, you think of, you know, Washington as a tight end and then Browers as, as the wing of the H, you know, where they could always set the edge or they run their split zone with Bowers coming across. They haven't been able to set that edge in the run game. And that's one thing that feels like a, a a problem. You know, I remember when I played, that was my biggest, uh, my toughest thing to do is be in that tight end and get movement on the edge, whether you're playing against a stand-up linebacker or you're playing against a seven or a nine. Like, you guys are always find a way to get lower than the tight yeah. end in yeah. that leverage thing. <laughs> and it's just, a, it's a pain in the ass. And I'm not even going to let alone how hard it was to hold on to the backside on zone uh, on that block, but Georgia just was so spoiled. I think with Washington being able, he's just such a big dude. Yeah, uh, and then that combination with Bowers. I watched the young kid Delp. He's got plenty of ability, but he, I think he's overthinking things. And, and instead of trying to get movement, he's jumping outside and just trying to position block. And you know how that goes. Any kind of penetration really screws up, a, you know, a wide zone game or anything like that. So I look for them to tighten things up. I, I would think. Uh, I, I hate giving. Double digits on the road, but watching Auburn guys like there's there's not much there. I mean they okay. had three quarter they had three quarterbacks play last week. They combined to throw for fifty eight yards. I'm gonna go like, under. Th- okay, 
I'm going to go that. under. I'm just going to I'm going to bet the trends. I'm not going to stay away from from okay. Auburn or Georgia. I just just a lot of points and I'm I'm kind of wondering if you look at this as good for college football cuz I think it's good for college football that like I don't know. I hadn't gone through each year, but it's been a while that we had uh you know po- a possible college football playoff. You've got your SEC juggernaut every year pretty much and then you've had somebody like a Clemson. So uh-huh. somebody not named Clemson that could really compete for this thing. I feel like this is the year that, like, you get Texas in there. You grab some of these other teams. Ohio State could pop in there. Like, some other conferences probably feel more hopeful watching Georgia, you know, struggle a little bit. Do you guys have a green light rankings? Like, who's yes. number one in the green light poll? Well, that's all making Penn State. Uh, okay, because that's I, I I think it's very on top of what you just said, Chris. Like, it is very interesting to see Georgia and Michigan still atop the polls, knowing that. God, take the combined record of the teams that they have played against anybody else. It, it's not pretty. And then okay. you have teams like Texas that have had a great road win. Ohio State, great road win. Florida State, two great wins. Penn yeah. State, as impressive as anybody, number one defense in the country. That That's where I was, I was thinking like, hey, you know, bold prediction, Georgia won't be number one next week. But watching Auburn, that's tough to say because I could easily see, um, uh, you know, Texas winning – convincingly and Georgia winning a close game again, like that's, that's pretty, that's pretty movable stuff. I mean, Michigan, uh, it's, it's going to ramp up air, you know, Harbaugh back and that whole thing. So I, I look at, you know, those top, I mean, we definitely have more atop uh, than we have in years prior. I understand what you're saying that. Yeah. Uh, no, yes, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, Georgia's one, Michigan's two, Texas, this is in the green light poll, Texas, three, Ohio state, Florida state, Penn state, like, at what point do you get where you're like, okay, that team can't beat Georgia? You know, like, is it Washington? Yeah. Is it is it Oof. SC, possibly? I mean, I, I, I don't Was- know. I think I would take Washington against anybody right now. So, I mean, that's the point is, like, this year, if you were doing an eight-team playoff, this is the year. Mm. Like, I, yeah. this would be a fight. I almost feel like they should rotate every year and be like, how's Georgia doing? How's, how's Bama <laughs> doing? We can pull an eight-teamer this year because – this playoff would be electric, and that's just me as a casual college football fan who who likes what, more college football. What is making stop five? Uh, it's Penn State one, Steve. Yeah. Followed by Texas. Yeah. Florida State, Georgia, and the North Carolina Tar Heels. Jiminy Christmas! Whoa! Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we had Marty, so Marty Smith a, on the other day. He was totally talking about Max Brown. So. That's a, I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for okay. You. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna get yeah. that. All right. We're gonna get that out there. So that yeah. was talking You're SEC. Right. Uh, how about I want to bet a, a long odds money line kind of deal here this weekend? I, I want an upset special, somebody that can actually win a game, who's gonna be uh, catching a bunch of points. Uh, I'll go back to the SEC for that one. Yeah. Spencer Rattler has been absolutely fantastic this year. He doesn't have a lot of help on the offensive line. But when you look at what he's done and the numbers he's putting up, it's pretty serious. And then you think back last year, I think he ended up with over 400 yards and six, touch- six touchdowns against this Tennessee team. Now, it's a night game. They're going to run through the tee. They're going to sing Rocky Top. They've been waiting for this game a long time, seeing what South Carolina did to them last year. A lot of emotions, but I wonder if Joe Milton has too much energy in those 90-yard throws, and South Carolina can hit some plays. I don't think South Carolina is going to try even try and run the ball. Uh, I believe they converted two quarterbacks to running backs. 
Uh, so I look at Xavier Leggett, who's had an unbelievable uh, start to the season. I think it's, let's see, hold on. It's 27 catches, 556 yards. He had five for 189 last uh, last week. So if you're looking for a spicy underdog, uh, South Carolina is going to have to outscore Tennessee to win that game. That's where I would look for a double-digit dog to win on the field. Virginia plus 140 in yeah. Chestnut Hill. All Virginia does is get better every week. Yep. They That's what we keep, keep saying. Getting better. That's what we keep saying. I'm, I'm are you, thinking, of, are you I'm thinking about smoke? those guys at, at, at the McHugh Center, man. I'm hoping they they rally together and get a win this week. That'd be um, nice. Can yeah. you? Are you good against a mobile quarterback? Um, uh, quarterbacks. Any generally quarterback? Give us yeah, some quarterbacks in, in general. I'm yeah, saying, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, you got a character for your quarterback, though. Oh, yes. I, I like I like the young kid Calandria. Now, awesome. I don't know if we're going to be able to hold on to him, but buddy, if it, I don't know if it's illegal. Information. I don't He's know. If I, I thought you were going to say, I don't know if you're going to keep him on the field because he, he gets well, knocked around a lot, man. He gets knocked around a lot. He doesn't look like a big, strong guy back there, but man. He is he, active. He's taking shots, and we yeah. love that. If we're going to lose, I like losing taking shots. We haven't yep. seen that in quite a while where it was just, I mean, Brennan Armstrong was great, but that was an outlier for us. This is the the most aggressive and capable young quarterback we've had in a long time. Hey, read what? this without saying it out loud. Um, um, oh, boy. Oh, and. And uh, oh, good! Yeah, I think we're gonna keep Calandria. Yeah, okay. that'd be great. All right. So I don't have to offer him yeah. green light money. Yeah, we're gonna hold on. Chris, okay, you, yeah. I, be I one of our NIL to, guys. I do have to ask. Like we used to, you know, wheelbarrow, uh-huh. uh, r- belly rolls mm-hmm. for those penalties at the end of the game last week, and like that. What was your guys? I laughed. I, I honestly, I sat at home and laughed because the teaser was in hand. I had the teaser. I got teased it. him with the. Uh, I think it was the under and like you know, like I know you're not supposed to tease totals, but the tease got has been on a tear. Uh, For those who didn't see it, you you score to get down two. Yes, it was and unbelievable. Then, and then we have the new LED lights, so the, the lights are flickering off, off. And then the old lineman headbutts a when it's pack. dark because he thinks yeah. nobody's going to see him headbutt the guy because it's dark. And then I'm, I'm like, oh my god, we're we're goal to go from the 18 or yeah, something. Two-pointer It's over. From the 18. They got it. We got it. And then the motherfucker takes his helmet off because it's coming off. I kind of get it. So he takes his helmet off. He mugs up all five, ten of them. And At our sideline. He's, he's mugging our own <laughs> sideline. And then, you know, you, you know what happens from there. Yeah. It's Another like a 15-yard penalty, and, and they're going to kick a field goal to win. So, What was your penalty for personal fouls when you were playing? Did Me? you have one? Yeah, in college. I had a a few. I don't know about in college so much, but in the pros I had a few. It was a lot more stressful playing in St. Louis, so I got ejected a a couple times there. Uh, Okay, real quick, Steve. An STL Memorial Lock, speaking of St. Louis, this is a game that nobody's going to watch, non-Power 5 maybe, but you really like uh, play on on a little guy. James Madison's a a home favorite right love love hearing that reads yeah. on his head little we guy. gave him best plane ride last week come back from utah state little yeah, guy they got tricky spot they've got usa this week tricky spot they were one of the coaches was showing the referee his phone oh yeah that's right head coach kirk signetti and can you really say is little he, guy if uh, is, Chris is said he, little guy. yeah, yeah. Uh, no we're we're we're, no. We we're little guys okay but you're still a little guy like you didn't say little guy twice jmu no yeah i did okay yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we got beat up by a little guy. It's okay. We're also little. Not even like True. little brother. Like, yeah, it's just like two fucking like kids at a daycare center. Little cousin center. nephew. One of, one of them. I, ha- I haven't seen the point spread yet, but how about 0-4 Stony Brook versus 0-4 Maine? You're a sicko. You are <laughs> such a sicko. I'm gonna that need sounds to pick, like though. a good one. I need, need to pick. To pick. Stony I'll Brook. take Maine. They're at home. Oh, okay. okay. Black Bears. Black Bears. All yeah. right. And then lastly, your awards. Start yeah, with the chain. Uh, Timmy Chang Award, uh, brutal situation up at Dartmouth last week. Buddy Tevens yeah. passes away. Dartmouth comes out, beats Lehigh 34-17. Running back Q Jones, 17 for 99 and a touchdown. Timmy Chang Award, Q Jones, running nice. back Dartmouth. Is it Hugh or Q? Q, Hugh. just a letter Q. Just a letter Q. And not a lot of people know this guy. Call him QAnon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> we should uh, talk about uh, we should talk about Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy. Uh, so, anyways, we'll, okay. We'll, uh, he's like do okay, that. Okay. Do that with Kyle on Monday. Okay. All right. So, so you, you like you like the Black Bears. We've given out a Chang Award to uh, Q Jones from Dartmouth, yep. and now the Coughlin Award. Defensive tackle. I think it's second straight week. Byron Murphy, Texas. I'm telling you, Chris, you, you have love to those watch guys. this. Tape. I will. You I'm going to watch it. Is uh, what did we end up? Two sacks, three TFLs, just an absolute game record. He's number ninety for Texas. When you're watching him against Kansas, keep your eyes on him. He's he's the guy. They got 93, 90, 95, 45, 88. All those guys can get it. And uh, I expect big things from them. But Byron Murphy has stood out early on, uh, going back to the beginning of the year prior Bama he's the one that stuck out on film to me and he was just fantastic against Baylor last week I want to give out a new award here this is impromptu but it just mm. hit me you get to go to game day and be on the field for a lot of these weekends and I know you yep. walked by like Marvin Harrison Jr and I'm sure he looks like an action figure but I want to I want to give out the Isaiah Simmons award I'll never forget walk, <laughs> walking by Isaiah Simmons at the Orange Bowl and be like holy shit what yeah. is that you know, like, I know you get to see guys up close. Was there anybody up close that you were like, damn, you got to walk by this guy? Oh, uh, Mitch, to continue the the trend, Mitch Evans, the tight end for Notre Dame, like, he is legit 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, okay. And he's put together. One thing I noticed, he's one of – you ever notice that – would you consider LeBron a heel – he walks on his heels? Is that, That's is an that interesting how one. But Mitch Evans is – I mean – I mean, he had the crazy left-handed catch, too, early in that game. Uh, I, I think he's an Ohio kid, but he is – he had played the part last week. He missed oh, you're the Mitching prior. him. He's Mitchell. Yeah. You're big Mitching Mitch. Him. Yeah, big, big Mitch. Big Mitch. Big Mitch. <laughs> uh, but he, he's was, a big he guy. was pretty darn impressive. I will say, uh, Abuka, uh, I thought he was Olave-esque. He's way thicker than Olave. Okay. Uh, he's He's got the good – I mean, he's – those two guys, I mean, Marvin, I still can't believe Marvin didn't get more more touches or throws. I mean, Notre Dame really wasn't even playing a safety over the top. Uh, that's one thing I look forward to in the next coming weeks is is them just taking those shots uh, because he is he is the real deal. I heard McShay uh, were still talking about how there hasn't been a – I don't know who the name was, but he said best receiver prospect in, in, in I think, six, seven years. Damn. He's All right, well, well, we're right on the dot at 30 minutes. We have been cruising through this breakdown, this preview of this week's college football action. 
We've got a couple minutes on the back end here to, to dive back into the NFL and give out our locks. I just wanted to take the time because it's important for people to know how the locks are going to understand the context around the picks we're making. Steve, three and six, yeah. making three and six. Chris, five, three, and one. Wow. It's not Thursday. I can pick them. How did, how did we do last week? Uh, I think I went two and one, and I think you guys both uh, had a Brian Burns up there. Or actually, Steve, you had one win. Making yeah. you, you Brian Burns did last week with the, yeah. with the zero. Yeah. He went Wait, Broncos what? plus seven. <laughs> Bought the half point on the Broncos. <laughs> hey, hey, it was 21 to 10, and they were going if I, in. If I get the hook and multiply it by seven. I, I took the be I, nice. I, I, I took both double digit spreads and I was on the wrong side of both. I had Dallas and I had Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Those are tough when you when you when you when you catch all those points and you lose anyways, it's like it's just a brutal game to watch. You had the Vikings making, which I thought was a good bet. If they had the right fucking plays drawn up, I think you win that game. Raiders, that was it. Raiders was a sucker bet. I told yeah, you all I Sunday. I yep. said it's Pittsburgh, man. Um and then, you know, Steve won the Eagles game. Uh, I had the Falcons plus three and a half. That was over like as soon as it started, even though they were in a two-score game most of the game. Titans, Browns under 40. Uh, Broncos, Dolphins over 48. That worked out. Um, totals, though. You don't like totals. A bit of a cheat code, yeah. You think totals are a cheat code? Then pick them. Okay, I am going to pick one <laughs> okay. this week. Okay, good. I am in you last go place. Come on, clean okay. it. Yeah. Here you go. Go ahead, Ofer. Hey. <laughs> hey. Free money. Hey. hey. Buck, Bucks, Saints. Buck! Under. See? It is free money, but you were reading my tweets last night. Oh no, dog. I shouldn't have tweeted about it. I muted you like eight months ago. I said it was going to be a rock fight. Yeah, no, that's that's an easy one. Free yeah. money. You muted me. I, I haven't. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> mute you. I barely see you. The algorithm's like, no, don't worry about him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. I we should. We should. I retweeted Macon last night. Oh, thanks, Steve. There was some. Took the fucking best pick on the board. Thank you, man. I'm hoping for scoring. Uh, okay. Steve, you're up. Jameis is involved. Buffalo Bills. I like it. I do too. I like it. At the risk of people no being outside my house that. with no pitchforks. No one's taking them this week after. I, Nobody. I, I, it feels like I say it every – I do Daily Wager Monday. Every Monday I say, and it's the hardest thing to do if you're going to wager on the NFL. And I, if you tell me you're wagering eight games in the NFL every Sunday and you're winning money, you're a liar, first of all. But the other thing, I'm betting 23 games a weekend, and I'm winning money. <laughs> hey, I saw Jay Gruden's son tweeted out he went 24 and two against on the lines and over unders last Damn, week. Maybe you should dude. have him on. I he's, should he's get him on. In. Is that what's his name again? Uh, it's got like a uh, interesting name. Yeah, um, John's son's the strength guy, right? That's what's his Deuce. name? Rock Deuce. Deuce. Um, he's got a Jack. He's got a Joey. And he's got a deuce. Um, I want to have deuce uh, on. Well, I was All saying right. the, the hardest thing to do wagering NFL is forgetting what a team looked like the week prior. It's the hardest thing to do. It's easy and for I, me now because it's just, I mean, it's obvious you're what you're just, doing. You yeah, know? You're, grow, you're growing a money tree out there? I'm growing up I saw you before out in the your very eyes. Last night. Yeah. Backyard I'm growing up. Plan. Yeah, I was just hanging out on the porch late night looking at the lines. So. Uh, with that, I'll go. Is that Packers. Down my house? Is that my uh, house at your house or no? Uh, my, Were you my, hanging out uh, down there? At your, uh, uh, no. Uh, what do you mean? My house that I have I, on your property that <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. when I come. No, it's I moved That's since a, then. You just never visited. Oh, you did. I got a better house for you. 
You said you were going to move. I didn't believe you. Yeah, I did. I moved. Fucking, did you see that beautiful uh, hardwood sitting in the middle of a 30-acre field at my last place? I lived on a golf course. <laughs> Fuck. Never again. Okay. Who was your real estate agent? <laughs> it was Macon. Oh, good job, why, Macon. Thank you. That's why I moved so quickly, Steve. Now, you can't negotiate the percentage. <laughs> He's going to take the, so if you're hey, looking to buy, to buy real estate here. Hey, hey why Steve, you, uh, yeah. you want to, you want discounted rate. You get discounted service. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is luxury real estate here. I was friend. on, bro. I was on, uh, what, what's the Quora? Quora? I was on Quora. Like, Hey, <laughs> what's the norm here? Yeah. And they were like, if it's your friend, maybe they'll cut you a deal. All right, here you go. <laughs> it's so fun talking to MLS. Hey, here we go. The Packers Lions under 45 and a half, and I might buy the hook. Okay, last year they played two low scoring games. You got a bunch of injuries on offense that I do worry about. The Packers were shut out through three quarters. They're really good in the red zone, but the, the drives are not great. Like on average, they're they're not really moving the ball down the field, even though their EPA is really good. They, it's tough to figure out this Packers offense, but I think until they have everybody healthy up front, uh, we're not gonna know, know for sure. And Christian Watson hasn't played. So uh, I kind of like the under here. It's at 45 now. Now, that's, that's not cool. Time of tape, it was 45 machine? and a half. Time this is time game? of tape. No, time, time of tape, tape is when the taping starts. No offense. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Well, then, then, then maybe I don't take the... Well, the key number is 47. I'm still under there. I'm yeah, I'll do it because I don't want anybody to take it. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I didn't know those games were on the table. Oh, is Thursday not on the table? It never has been. Oh, it hasn't. No. Okay. Well, then, then I won't pick the 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 Lions. Pay, you know, three minutes ago would have been good guys. But <laughs> fuck, I just, I just wanted to hear your reasoning. Let you go. Yeah. Great. Good guys. Uh, all right. Let me go. Jacksonville minus three. I think this is a get well game for Jacksonville. I think they match up pretty well. Especially they're going to be pissed off. They got to be... fix the red zone issues. Good. Uh, they'll do God. it. They'll do it. They're inches away. Is this automatic worst flight home? For the loser? Yeah, for sure, probably. Right. But the the it's kind of a home game for the Jags, which is another reason I like them. Okay. <sighs> All right, this is ticked under a touchdown, so I'll take it. I'll I'll zag from last week and trust the Dallas Cowboys minus six and a half at home. Don't hate you it. Don't like, you don't like that. I don't like it. Don't hate it. I'm gonna be pulling for the Pats. I love the Pats. What? Uh, I have to take a side in this game. And I'm gonna flip my Zin in the top. Oh, is... what flavor? I was just about to reach for mine. Citrus, yeah. Yeah. I got the menthols. All right, so the, the whole top... pile of menthols here. Heads is Broncos, tails is bears. Well, bears. Bears is the right side. Damn it. Broncos. You're on the right side. Mm. I think you might be on Thanks. the right side. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Uh okay. That, I... Shouldn't that game just be a pick 'em though? It probably should. It should. I'm going to go with the, God, I hate betting favorites, but I like the Chargers, man. As bad as I hate betting the Chargers, I think Hoyer might play. Yeah, It's five and a half right now. I could buy that hook. Eckler back. They can relax. They have a win. Yeah. Buy the hook for a push because I'm a big push guy. Yeah, I kind of like the Chargers here. Okay. All right. Okay. Ah. Hmm. Okay. I'm yeah. taking a home dog. Okay. Texans. It might be the Texans. Yeah. It's it's the it's the Texans or the Jets. And oh. it's the Texans. 
and I'll go to three and a half on that one. Houston Texans, huh? CJ yeah, Stroud, huh, huh? really good. Yeah. yeah. And Steelers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watch out, though. That pass rush, you're getting those third and nines. You can't get the, the ball run. You're going to be a lot of TJ Watt and Highsmith. Yeah, right. I want to mix it up. I want to mix it up. I'm, yeah, that's exactly right. Give me the Steelers. We go head to head against Macon. I love okay. it. I love All this head to head action. He, picks, yeah, I love he it. picks first. Go ahead. Okay, my final pick. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I'll throw in a to- another total. Oh, good. Since you hate it. Oh, come on. Wait, what is it? What, you were total shaming now? You know what? I got to be honest. You guys are acting like some real pussies today. <laughs> because all of a sudden I'm winning, and it's always a bunch of fucking complaining Jeez. when I win. I'll, I'll take a favorite, and then when I take it, there'll be an asterisk next to it. I'm going to go uh, Vikings minus four. Okay. Vikings minus four. Well, no, you know what? They play every game's a fucking close game. Yeah. Give me the Jets and the Chiefs under. What's that at right now? 41. Thought I saw a hook. Time of tape. Time of tape. Right now, I see a hook on Action Network. (laughs) He's going to type 41. You guys, it's like a mutiny. Just say you hate me, guys. I got 41 on BetMGM. I love you. On BetMGM. I ain't signing with BetMGM then. (laughs) Uh, Uh, 41. Uh, Chris, best front seven. Best best front in the game right now is the Eagles. The Eagles, the Niners. And I know what you're asking. I, I'm not putting the Jets in there. No, no, um, no. I got a team. The Packers are pretty fucking good up front. They just got to play simple. He's going to say the Chiefs. No, I'm not. He's not going to say the Chiefs. The Washington Commanders are a little bit overrated up front. Yes, they um, are. Dallas is real top-heavy with Micah mm-hmm. Parsons. Cleveland. Don't, Cleveland's oh, D-line. Right. How do we forget these fucking guys? Cleveland. I'm, yeah. that team, that, they are but they're not better than the Eagles me. front, uh, in my opinion. And in my I, humble opinion, if you throw the line back front seven. Okay, where am I buying the points here? Uh, I guess what makes the always, most sense is always probably buy the, always buy the. Whole I'm going to buy the half on the Jets Chiefs under. Steve, where you want your half point? Buy those Pittsburgh Steelers, eh? Yeah, two and a half. Steelers right. to two and a half. Make you bought up, so we could both win. Make that's it. right. We could all win. That's right. We could all win. Probably will. I think we're all going to go three and zero. Well, except that's not possible. But uh, you guys go two zero and one. It's going to be a push. Oh, three point game. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Okay, yeah. You, you bought the. Uh... All right, so that's it. I got Jags minus three, Chargers minus five and a half, Jets Chiefs under forty one and a half. I bought the hook. Bills minus two and a half for Steve with the Broncos minus three and a half, Steelers minus two and a half. Bought the half and then Macon. He's got Bucks Saints under. You motherfucker. And then Cowboys. Uh, minus six and a half and the Texans plus three and a half. So those are our locks. Happy hunting, guys. I Love think it's you, gonna Steve. be a good, good slate. Love you guys too. Shout out to the branch. And uh I'm going to the brotherhood to see practice. <laughs> okay. So that's the semesterhood, all right? Yeah. The Take semester. care, Steve. Yeah. She's Losers. thinking of that one by herself, making Losers. Yeah. He thinks of them all by himself. I want to find a Duke baseball player that you were yelling at. Yeah, what? Well, what's his name? Find that guy. He's a Alex Mooney. Alex, Alex Mooney. Mooney. He's a Cleveland hey. Guardian these days, Steve. Alex Mooney. Oh, okay. Steve. Steve will be at the uh, what bar? Uh, go to top of the hill in Chapel Hill. Really, go to Franklin Street. I'm not kidding. Durham doesn't. No, have I a... know that. I know okay. that. All right. Meet him at okay. the Exxon for rotisserie right. chicken. Yeah, there you go. Stop All right. it. Get a Snickers while you're there, huh? Take care. Little Caesars is a mainstay on game day here at Greenlight. We order online one hour before NFL games during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, so we're ready for some football and fun. 
It's a pizza, pizza win. And you can win too by choosing your favorite Little Caesars pizza or customizing your favorite Little Caesars toppings and then ordering and using Little Caesars convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So on game days, order from Little Caesars, meet up with your buddies and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Pizza, pizza. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easy way to send, spend, save, and keep your money safe. It's great because no matter how hard life gets, Cash App keeps my money safe. You know, I I lose a lot of stuff. I'll lose my keys, I'll lose my wallet. Sometimes I'll go on the river and the keys will end up at the bottom and anybody's guess where they are. But the point is, no matter what mistakes I make, I make a lot of them, I know Cash App is keeping my money safe. So I'm not gonna lose my money. There's card lock, face ID, and real-time transaction alerts, which means I'm free to be an idiot in every other way. Thanks, Cash App. Download in the App Store and Google Play to see why it's the number one finance app in the U.S. App Store. I'm going to say this quietly, but one of my kids pulled the fire alarm at school today. I'm not going to say who, because my kids are at that age now, where I might get back to them. I do appreciate, though, him pulling it a week after parent-teacher conferences. Because, like, before would not have been as ideal. So have you heard about any fallout? What, did the fire department arrive? Fire department arrived, so their, their two-minute drill is it's crispy. They're, well, and all the kids got to be fired up about the fire truck. Yeah, that's the spin I'm going to give him when he, get, when he gets home is like, hey, man, you did a, you a can't plus. do it again, but you did a good thing. Yeah. You know, for all the other boys and girls, like, that's like. My kid goes to the school, likely was evacuated during this event, (laughs) but loves fire trucks. By my son, the misdemeanor, (laughs) which is the word for somebody that's committed a misdemeanor, but uh, he's a minor. Uh, But yeah, like definitely a Deion Sanders situation. I got to look at the power rankings when I get home because I can't just have my kids fucking pulling fire alarms. Hey, no bullshit. I pulled one at a museum in Baltimore one time and I was... I was scared straight. Like I had to apologize to the firefighters. It was yeah. a bad scene. Yeah. And I was uh, an introvert for the rest of my life. So be careful. <laughs> like you do need to build them up a little bit on, nah, on what you're When I get home, because the teacher called, I was like, do I have to come get the motherfucker? <laughs> no, I, I didn't take the call. Meg took the call. But the teacher called and uh, I was like, how do I handle this? Do I like be grounded? Uh, can I ground a kid that young? And then, and then, the teacher said it's a self-imposed punishment situation he feels terrible yeah so then i got to think of a strategy to build him up when he gets home and i think it is like the the spin zone where he's a hero yeah i think so i really would yeah all the other kids gotta see a fucking fire truck you gotta go touch a truck to see a fire truck around here Mm -hmm. the festival down there in the x park you got to see one up close and personal yep and must run in the family you've set one off on the plane i have set one off on the plane also, there was a time where the fire department came. He probably, probably the same fire truck drivers in the house because it turns out vape smoke sets off fire alarms. Uh, also, what are firefighters doing during the day? They want to get that call. They want to get that call. I mean, they want to get what, the, cat, they, in they the get tree, cat in the tree or like the kid pulled the fire alarm. Elementary school. So we're good. Yep. Um, boy, I can't imagine you pulling the fire alarm. In I know. I can't either. Did you soil yourself? Yeah, I probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, how old I, were you? Mm, mm, we don't do well on field six. trips. 
reminder that we went to Williamsburg in like sixth grade and uh we didn't go to Williamsburg after that because I had I was calling around the rooms telling them that Jade was on like a softcore porn <laughs> with the chick from Men in Black. It was a hot ass movie in sixth grade. Like I'd Sid Parekh, my homeboy, oh. was running up and down the hallways like Jade's on, Jade's on. <laughs> so actually, my wife, there's this song, and maybe this can be the the layup line, even though we're in the C block now. But like, there's a song called Fire Truck, and it's like a kid's song. It goes Fire Truck, Fire Truck. I want to ride in my fire truck. I'm going to put on my hat, put on my boots. And then somebody slide down the pole. She actually just texted me. She has it queued up for pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to get in the car and she's going to play fire truck. Fire truck, fire truck. I want to ride on a fire truck. Fire truck, fire truck. I want to ride on a fire truck. So, anyways, we're going to play two games. We're going to play one game is called Wagon. Yeah. You, the Chris Consworth sounder, because that's where we got the inspiration. We are Wigan instead of Wagon. No, we're Wagon instead of Wigan, which means you're going to give us a name, a celebrity an item that has no haters. I'm over here Googling celebrities with no haters. Easy to poke holes in this shit, dude. Honestly, this game, we're gonna be good at it. Yeah. Um, and then we gotta take the other side. We gotta be Stephen A. Smith. Oh, and the other game is FMK. Because mm -hmm. I don't like to say the word. Yeah. We'll keep it clean. Yeah. All right, we all love dogs. Can you guys wag on dogs? <laughs> Have you heard of pit bulls? It's too easy. I can see some of you right now like, no, they don't attack people. Every time somebody gets killed by a domesticated dog, it's a pit bull. What about the Mastiffs? Fucking uh, dogs. <laughs> I got a dog. He eats his own shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a dog. Developed a seizure disorder, which turns out to be very expensive. You I'm, told me about the seizure thing. I'm trying to send kids to school over here. They are expensive. I got to worry about a seizure disorder. And a dog, which is the fourth deadliest animal to humans. <laughs> is it really? Did you know this? No, I didn't. Ten, tapeworms. Mostly pit bulls. Nine, roundworms. <laughs> Eight, scorpions. Mosquitoes are one. Spoiler Six, alert. You got it. Seven, freshwater yeah. snails. Seventh most deadliest most deadliest seven seventh deadliest animal to human six assassin bugs that was about right five flies uh-huh here i've been this this entire life just killing them uh-huh four dogs three snakes two humans one mosquitoes a lot of human on human dogs are basically wolves with stockholm syndrome oh and you gotta and you gotta cut cut their nails. Gotta cut their nails. You gotta fucking take an animal to Petco to file their nails down. They don't like it at all. <laughs> I don't like thirty five dollars. I don't like having to fucking take an hour out of my week to go drive to Petco. Okay. I don't even cut my own nails. Yeah. I gotta cut this fucking German Shepherd's nails. Kyle's 
Kyle's over there teaching his dog a whole language, dude. What a waste of time. Here's the alternative. Oh, my dog can run up the side of a tree. You cut the dog's Useless. nails. You cut it too close. The dog shrieks, starts bleeding everywhere. It's fucking Antietam when you yeah, cut a dog's Antietam. nail too close. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. The shedding, the allergens. The life expectancy. They make you love them and then they just And die. then they leave you. The most fucked up part. That is fucked you up. You get a decade with them. I want to bring character for a second. We love dogs. Yeah. Okay. We love dogs. This is a segment about taking the other side back in. They keep ruining the 4th of July by being like perturbed by our fireworks. Oh, man. Oh, they're too loud. Sparky's under the bed. Now, if the veterans are like, I don't want to hear the fireworks, which is a real thing, like totally. But what the fuck have the dogs done? If the dogs that went to Afghanistan are like, hey, no fireworks, I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah. But a fucking domesticated dog also. The dog cat thing at the combine, I've said this before. If if a player answers dog, that means you're you're just you're subservient. Yeah. I don't want subservient guys running I want a around on my lion defense. I want there. cats. I want a tiger. I want cats. I leave a cat outside. We got a barn cat. Depends on, you know, like I haven't seen the barn cat in a couple months. Perfect. But I'm pretty sure it's fucking alive, dude. Dog, you leave it outside for five minutes, my dog's like just ate some shit. Time to come back inside and jump <laughs> yeah. all over you and your kids. Hey, we hump everything. Hump everything. Horny. All right. Mr. Rogers, universally, universally beloved figure. How are we wagging? So there's just one. I, bro, I looked hard on Mr. Rogers. He is genuinely nearly perfect. Why well, like kids so much, man? Okay. No, it's not even that. <laughs> <laughs> Middle name is McFeely. Which loves kids. Loves kids. And his middle right. name is McFeely. Okay. But then he names one of his uh, little TV show characters after his own middle name. Like the mailman or whatever the fuck is Mr. McFeely. Okay. Well, dude, I got something. Narcissistic pedo. This is the worst thing about Mr. Rogers. I don't know what to tell you first. That he drove a country squire or that he was red and green colorblind. Yes. Why are you driving? Yeah. Guys just driving, dude. Mr. Rogers out just driving around. They probably, he probably T-bones some poor fucker in a Buick Skylark once a month. And they just roll up and be like, we got this. Rogers, the police would just take the body out back and they would like repo the car. And it was like, nothing happened. Look at, look into missing persons. Look into some, cause the guy, how do you drive if you're red, green, colorblind? This is serious. I mean, this isn't, isn't a bit, I mean, he was, undeniably a great man but he also was out there just putting people at risk uh wife was an accomplished pianist didn't hear much about her career i'll put it this way i'll put it this way i'm leaving the bar misogynistic narcissistic pedophile i'm leaving i'm leaving a, a, a dinner party you're outside you're like fuck my wife left i don't want to call an uber you, two people walk up offer you a ride it's Mr. Rogers and Bob Huggins. Whose car are you getting in? <laughs> At least Bob Huggins can see the like, bro, I might get in Bob Huggins' car. It you gotta move the, the trash bag. Just throw it in the bag. Beloved action star Jackie Chan. Easy, <laughs> dude. Easy. Easy, dude. Thanks for the alley-oop. Yeah, that one's kind of easy. Yeah, because... Uh, and more people need to know this. I saw a heartwarming video of him and his daughter watching, I think it was like Rush Hour or something. What was mm -hmm. it? What were we watching? 
Was it rush hour? Rush hour. They're like crying on the couch together. Everybody's like, what a great dad. Wasn't even his real daughter. <laughs> Wasn't a commercial nothing. It was just supposed to be Jackie Chan's daughter. What? And he had a daughter double. And he's faking his tears. He also reports the CCP. Hmm. I was going to get there. Uh, Jackie Chan, real asshole if you ask people. In real he life, is. he does not get along well at all with his daughter. That's why he had to get a daughter double. Yeah. JC Chan. No, That's the son, right? He also was an anti-drug ambassador for the Chinese government. And he would not that like me. Cannabis users should be punished severely. And then his own son, JC, was arrested for cannabis use. He said he was ashamed of his son. And he hopes all people will learn lesson from JC to stay away from the harm of drugs. Fucking asshole. Yeah, dude. Jackie Chan, cross him off the guest list for the Greenlight Pod. He was listed in the Panama Papers as having at least six different offshore accounts. We should keep a blackballed list. Yeah, Jackie Chan on the list. Yeah. Not invited. To Top the of the list. All right. How about Bob Ross? How you wagging? Barbara Streisand perm for one. Um, Bad paintings for two. Yeah, like the paintings were dull and formulaic. Uh, and and uh, name the best Bob Ross painting. Go. Dude, he's a fucking liar, too. He's like, oh, you can paint really well if you mail me $20 and like take my lesson. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah but that person's undoubtedly going to get it back selling an overpriced piece of art somewhere down the line. Also, he died on the 4th of July. Come on, man. We're trying Dude, to send really wagon. Thomas Jefferson died on the 4th of July. We're trying to send dogs under beds tonight. <laughs> He's like the anti-Tom Cruise. That's another thing. Tom Cruise is great. Born on the 4th of July. You got it. Oh, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Al Michaels. You hate Al Michaels. Well, I... I don't hate Al Michaels. He just... I know he hates his job right now. Hates his job. Got a lot in common, don't we all? Isn't. He's not paying attention to the games, which I don't appreciate. Yeah, you want to pay attention. Pay attention to the games. Call the games correctly. He's late on a lot of stuff. He's wrong on a lot of stuff. I understand you don't like Kurt. You don't like the ball games. Do I believe in miracles? Fucking miracle. I don't know. Fucking miracle. We getting your old ass out of the booth. Okay. Huh? All right, memory foam. You know, there's no. some of us with body types that don't want you to clock this current figure, shape, and weight, all right? Give us a minute. Let us get back into the gym. Let us eat a little cleaner. Then you can start memorying my foam. Foam? It's not very tasty. I tried to, I tried, I tried to bite of it. <laughs> right, how about someone like... complimenting your image or threads? How we wagon? It's inside the counts for one. Is she a girl? Could be either. Show my I... respect. <laughs> I often comment on how hot you're looking. I don't say much else about you. Yeah. You know? What are you just a what are you just a 
What are you just a piece of meat? What are you just a piece of meat? What am I just gnawing on a pork chop over here? You know, we really do have it hard with that. If we get hit on, nobody cares. You know, I've been very aggressively hit on in like very public places, even groped and fondled. Mm -hmm. yeah. But because of my size and, and uh, the death grip that men have on society, it's like my body doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, people often say to me, hey, you're a hotter Alan Ruck. You're a hotter Ed Norton. And, you know, I'm a lot people more than that. that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm one, I'm me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not to be compared to anybody else. One on one. And I got thoughts inside this head and a lot of, a lot of fucking, um, a lot of fucking heart inside this, uh, chest. You know, how about, uh, integrity? How are we wagging on integrity? Makes other feel, people feel bad. Everybody lies. Fuck dude. It's just. Oh, people with all this integrity walking around here. Oh, I can do no wrong. Oh, I got to be like Matt Slater. No, I don't. I want to lie. I want to mislead occasionally. I can hardly see you up there on that high horse. Oh, I got a lot of integrity. What do you say when you leave parent-teacher conference early? You know, you tell the truth. I'm just going home. You know, like, what would I do in that? I didn't ask myself well no it's because my wife actually had somewhere to be and i was like i can't be here alone. i'm gonna pull the fire alarm <laughs> <laughs> uh all right um what, what was it hitting on us integrity oh integrity CP. integrity just a, just another way to make yourself feel better it's selfish who defines the truth you know high and mighty who defines the truth, Matt? Good question. Call God. Who do I say? It's Judeo-Christian oppression. Morality was 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 uh, created in the image of a white god. Hmm. And uh, who said that? You know, right down to our penal code. <laughs> you think integrity is cool? Of course it's cool when you make it up. Integrity. How about forgiveness? How we wagon? No need. Gotta teach lessons. You don't teach lesson, lesson can't be learned. Lesson's not taught, lesson is not learned. Yeah, I got some merry fuck kills. You're asking me if I have some MFKs? Isn't some it FMKs? Isn't it Frick Mary Kill? Yeah, I think it might be. I, you, you're asking? I got them. Okay. Okay. Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel, Paul Rudd. Oh, this is complicated because I've always loved Paul Rudd, but I found him very annoying in this season of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, God, I don't want to kill any of these guys. Also, don't want to F any of them, but that's the name of the game. <laughs> One through three. Uh, damn, dude. I feel like you want to marry Seth Rogen because that would work out well. I think me and Seth Rogen married, we would get along swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> if you we can't had to marry Jason Siegel, he's taller than you. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't cohabitate with Paul Rudd. He makes me look ugly and old. You know, I always get irritated when take a picture with my dad and people are like, you look like brothers. I'm like, he's 65. Do you mean I look 65? 
you know? Guy's got integrity. That's why he looks that way. Okay, Jason Siegel. Now, you could live with him, though. I feel like I'm better looking than him. Seth Rogen, though, lately, is he's looking like a dreamboat. Um, Not to compliment him. Ah, Mary Rudd. Fuck Siegel. Kill Rogan. You're killing Rogan. Yeah. I've gotten what I need from him. I'm probably killing Siegel, and I'm probably effing Paul Rudd just because... Guy's really nice. He's cool. I met him after the uh, NFL honors. He seemed like a fun guy to get a beer with because that's the metaphor, right? Yeah. Hanging out. He yeah. used to be the biggest chief celebrity fan. Which is fine. Now it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, she's literally bigger than him. <laughs> I don't think he was ever the biggest celebrity Kansas City Chiefs fan, dude. Guys, that's the one... You know, like God, God takes one thing from everybody. And like he made Paul Rudd. If he'd have made Paul Rudd 6'6", there'd be nothing left for the rest of us. Am I married to a little guy? How little is he? Paul Rudd? Yeah. I mean, he's in the fives. Well. It's 5'10". Yeah, 5'10 with the Tom Cruise shoes on, maybe. And this isn't a roast because I love Paul Rudd. He's the F. All right. The next one is... um, Denzel Washington, Hugh Jackman, and Tom Hanks. Wow. Okay. I'm marrying Tom Hanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're an idiot. No offense. <laughs> Fucking or killing, huh? Dude, it's so easy. Hugh Jackman's got to die. I'm fucking Denzel. <laughs> I'm killing Hugh. Yeah. And I'm marrying Tom. Yeah. Right. How can you marry Tom Hanks? He's a bad dad. I'm not marrying Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom is, Hanks got to die, I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to marry Denzel. No. Denzel's so fucking cool, dude. No, that's, that's a fine call. But Tom Hanks is just, oh my God. They He's, say Denzel's the coolest actor. He was voted coolest actor. Yeah. I don't need to marry around. I don't need to be around marrying some performance. Just a performative ass. And then after we finish, I'm going to be like Hugh. Uh, Van Helsing. Not very good. Wasn't he in Van Helsing? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very good, Hugh. As good as the Wolverine. Had a good time tonight. <laughs> Tom lasted Hanks. longer than I lasted in Van Helsing. That's one of the only movies I ever walked out of. Lady in the Water, Van Helsing. And uh, I stayed in three billboards because it was so fucking funny bad. Really? Oh, never saw never it, but wanted this? to. You'd love it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is America's sweetheart. He's basically Sandra Bullock man version. No, man version of Sandra Bullock is like... Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. Y'all are just saying that because they're in the same fucking movie. No, but it's true. But it, actually, but actually, everyone's no, like... Wrong. Keanu Reeves carried wrong. his staff's bags into the yeah. hotel. Yeah. And he was on that, he missed his flight from like uh, someplace to DC. So he rode in the van with everybody else and he was live tweeting. That's what what makes He's an everyman. He he has the picture of him sitting at the park. He's eating the sandwich. He's like, uh. Oh, Keanu Reeves is cool. No. He's a weird guy. We're not doing wagon anymore. Tom Hanks, American sweetheart. That's what makes John Wick so daring because Keanu Reeves would never kill that many people. Tom Hanks is, 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 is like angelic. Tom Hanks is authentic. And genuine and kind. And my dad was supposed to F him in one of the movies. He was yeah, in. yeah, yeah. That thing that? you the, do. What's it called? That, that thing, thing you do. do. Yep. Ended up in one of the deleted scenes. I think it was maybe too bold for 
1999 or something but dad like picked him up in a little red corvette and was like get in yeah <laughs> how did you know get in here get in get here, in Tom. here was big how a method actor and prepare and prepare i can't wait for you to see my dad next time. my dad's gonna squeeze your hand so fucking hard good to see you know he's like yeah that that good to see you thing yeah. Yeah. remember when you wrote that article about our high school you're one of them team? now Ben Affleck, Alex Rodriguez, Mark Anthony. Oh, that's a good one, Reed. I don't like this Mark Anthony. Never have. Oh, I like Mark Anthony. Killing him. Why are you killing him? Don't like him. Like him. Never have liked him. Effing him. Killing oh, Alex I, Rodriguez. I get the common thread here. No, 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 no. Oh, because you can't marry him. There's none of these guys you'd want to be around all the time. I'll marry Ben. I'll... I'll make love day, Rod. That's pretty easy. I feel like Mark Anthony is the guy you marry because it's just going to be like a turbulent, like, you know, drug and drinking fueled, like, love hate relationship where people are throwing bottles of Avion at each other and uh, you get kicked out of, like, big events because you did too much cocaine with each other and you're just like, ah! Yeah, that's good. Like, you know, I've never lived like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like to, like to see what that's like, you know? Um, Mark Anthony, Mary, uh, I don't really lately this week, me and Boston aren't getting along, so I'm going to kill Ben Affleck. I guess Alex is going to take me on his G5. I get to meet Big Poppy for a night. Kingston, uh, Cowboy Reed, Chris, Macon. Oh, Oh, well, I would definitely marry Cowboy because he's got the longest life left. Macon, you basically want to... Well, you just had children. Oh, that's yeah, hard. stepdad. Wait, wait, where are we? A Mary? Are we one of us is getting married. Marry, marry Reed. Yeah. yeah, he's like really easy. No to ties. Get <laughs> yeah, yeah. No baggage. Um, I guess I'd fuck Macon and kill Chris. And kill me. Y'all's communication wouldn't be great in house. <laughs> I can see you guys misunderstanding each other a lot. I misunderstand everyone on that. Like slowly, yeah. like what? What? what, I, what sorry, <laughs> sorry. So I'm just. Yeah, I need to go out and great. pick up cigarettes. <laughs> Reedy, you killing me too? Oh, it's same situation. Uh, killing you? <laughs> you? Lately, I'm I think I think me a favor. I would. I'd fuck Matt. I'd marry Macon. I'd kill Chris. Kill yeah, yeah. You know, it's great being the guy that's dead because yeah. I don't have to be around you guys anymore. <laughs> I no, no, no. I'd, I'd fuck Matt, marry Chris, kill Macon because what? well, I feel like I'd, that's the only answer. I feel like I'm just looking at myself through rosy glasses. You don't like doing anything fun. Well, and not if you, cowboy. You, you just you you just said you were going to marry me. I know, and then I changed because I mean you wouldn't mind it, right? <laughs> you like to be dead. Yeah. I thought you meant fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't mind it. Nah, like, no. I like... My bad. Living. <laughs> That's what Reed says. It. My bad. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so let's flip it around on you. Is it making me, Reed, or Chris? Is he showing you his crotch yeah. right now? Yes, he is. No, I'm not showing him my crotch. I'm just sitting here. Who, uh... Look at me when you movie? pick. <laughs> Look What's it called when, when there's a department and an office where you go to complain about things that happen? HR. HR. Do we have HR here? We do not. 
I think that's. Am I looking at it right? <laughs> now? I think be. it might be corporate Scott. <laughs> okay, Scott. I mean, you're probably my best friend on the set, but I'm gonna kill you. Okay. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna marry Reed because uh, we actually get along pretty well outside of work. Yeah, <laughs> really well. Uh, and similar interests too. And then Matt. Yeah, me and Reed are going to be on the river and shit. Like, you know, like I text Reed. I don't even feel like I'm making him going go with me. Like, he's like, let's go. Yeah, I wait for those texts. I mean, when you have kids one day, I'm going to be so happy and sad. Like, <laughs> you're definitely not going to be able to do as much stuff. But that into the cocaine again, like Mark Anthony. Kind of <laughs> feel like we'd have a lot of fun. We also have some things in common. You and I, nothing in common. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't do coke. I don't want anybody to think that. <laughs> yeah. But I just yeah. want to be in that coke scene. Whenever I've been in that scene, whenever I've touched the third rail and been around it, I'm like, man, these people are having fun, aren't they? I'm going to fudge you. Well, I know Cowboy to be so fucking like nice and agreeable and shit. I've actually like lived it with Matt where we don't, we just, we get along and mm-hmm. we enjoy each other. I guess I'll marry his ass, his Asian ass, and then I'll uh, I'll kill the cowboy. <laughs> All right, guys, that's a freak show for you. Hey, have care. a great weekend. Yeah, be enjoying my weekend from the grave, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm